0: Welcome to Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. I'm Connor from the House of El. And I am Ray from the House of Zod. Today, we're here to talk about Superman Red Sun, and we are joined by special guests Tyler and James, but they aren't here yet. We are on now to quickly do our little mini-review segment of current Superman titles. Uh, So we have Superman Issue 20 and Superman Heroes, the special
1: mm. Uh
2: interesting interesting A uh, couple of issues um,
0: yeah, um why don't we start with twenty because that's like there's not much to say about that really
2: um yeah I't kind of overall for you overall impressions what what did you think of it
0: um I think it's it's more of the same, but like it's good artwork, and I'm glad Mongol is back to his former glory of you know, yep. being this super powerful behemoth. Uh, dialogue and stuff wasn't as jarring as last time. Anything outside of the fight with Superman and Mongol was probably garbage. In fact, no, it was garbage. Because <laughs> uh, they had... Bendis was, like, using some crappy straw man in the issue who was saying that uh, Superman was being unethical by lying. Mm, yeah, yeah about being yeah. Clark Kent, and then everyone's like, no, shut up, loser. And it was pretty much just Ben just going, you know, patting himself on the back and editorial on the back and not actually challenging that, because everyone's like, oh, it's fine.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah
2: I, I, found, I thought he was searching for something that really wasn't there. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? The, um, the That character um, just being just being disagreeable just for the for the sake of it i don't know i wasn't too interested in that portion of it um
0: i think the the problem is it's like it's a legitimate argument that superman is being unethical by you know publishing stories and stuff
2: oh yeah about putting people in danger
0: but also i
2: think lois is as well but at the same time you're actually making people safer
0: yeah, but I guess my point was, like, it's it's not whether I think it's unethical or not. I just think there's an argument for it. And the problem yeah. is, there's a big argument for it, but Bendis just gets rid of it by having this guy phrase it in a very poor argument. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, and then everyone else tells him to shut up and that he's a nerd pretty much, uh... And that Superman's fine. So instead of having like an actual discussion about his ethics, yeah, he does yeah. that, which you know,
2: yeah. Hack. <laughs> <laughs> and um, there's also that thing of they get the the footage of was it the Unity Day? Um, yeah. Of, yeah, and and that whole thing of of Superman representing Earth. Yeah, and actually why can't we kind have of like that? Hu- I thought that was pretty good, like you know, um, and the argument oh we should have humans doing that, you know, you know. Yeah, uh, whether or not you believe that or not, it was um I, I think that was a good take. Anyway, it was a good little pick up there from Bendis to actually address that. Um yeah. but it, in the scheme of things it was a little, you know, it, it's I don't know. I don't know, it depends on how big you want to make it, but in the scheme of things, I thought it's, it's Superman, right? Like, he's done so much for the, the world.
0: and yeah, but uh, people suck and they're ungrateful, so... Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're probably going to get mad at him for assuming. And to be honest, Superman should have just gone back and gone, hey, do you mind if I represent, Yeah, you know, our planet and our space thing? Because it's a pretty big deal.
2: It is, yeah, and no, it's huge. Um, but then again, you'd trust Superman, wouldn't you? you know yeah
0: you would but it's i don't think it's really about that it's like yeah of course you trust superman but is he always going to make the right decisions yeah for you know so and the fact of the matter is he doesn't rule the planet and he's not earth's diplomat yeah so well
2: at the end of the day what did he do like for what did he say i will
0: speak on earth for these matters yeah, he's pretty much appointed himself representative on behalf okay. of Earth. Okay, he so, he, he,
2: so he hasn't actually done anything yet. He's just appointed himself. So that's
0: okay. Yeah, it's I mean, awesome. I think that's enough, though. Like, he he never went back and checked with anyone. He just kind of did it. Yeah. Because
1: <laughs> yeah, he has right. been back
0: to Earth since that. Yeah. So, but, you know, and I, I like that Ben is, you know, I, I like that he got called out on that. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise it was just, you know, another bad, odd piece of writing. But...
2: Anyway, I, th- I think the main big thing for me, uh, you mentioned at the beginning, was m- Mongol and the art. I did enjoy yeah. that aspect. And and the, actually, the aliens didn't sound like they were from the east coast of America this time, so that was good. Um, you know, Bender's tightened up the dialogue there. They just sounded like your generic, I don't know, committee or regal Um Regal aliens, I don't know. <laughs> like, um, I can't yeah. say I know how regal aliens sound like, but um, they didn't sound um, colloquial, which was which was good. Uh, the art is fantastic, um, really. Yeah. The firepower of Mongol, uh, the colors. A, a shout out to the colors there, um, with a lot of the the chest bursting ray that he has. Yeah, brilliant. I love
0: that. Hmm. because um, you know. Yeah, it's good to see Mongol, you know, taking names, kicking butt, uh, like, it's the only, yeah. you know, it's, uh, again, it's kind of like, it's a shame that um, uh, he's kind of wasted on a Superman title with Bendis, like, I'd love to see him on, like, a good Superman story in space. Like Morrison you know? or something, yeah. Well, like just anyone, good. <laughs> just <laughs> not like someone bad. Just, just uh, not benders. Yeah, not benders. Not you know, uh, Lobdell. Um oh. Yeah, but anyway, you know, it was like it was pretty much what I expected. At the issue, It was just fighting Mongol because we saw yeah. the previews for the next few issues, and they're still fighting Mongol. So yeah,
2: yeah, nothing really much has changed. What do you think of the reveal at the end, or the the, the just the splash at the end?
0: Um, I'll have
2: to It's a report, and, The reporter going to meet Lois As she's in her oh, apartment Yeah
0: Yeah Yeah I thought that was um, You know
2: I mean it, it's just It's running its course isn't it It's not, nothing too spectacular I mean this is just the obvious Next thing isn't it I mean after they Yeah like it's,
0: it's the next step Like Yeah She's gonna confront Lois and stuff about Yep Superman's you know, close that, love So I lines. guess we'll see where that goes Yep um, but you know, the, 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 Mongol fight is awesome and Mongol is awesome and he's laying waste to this pathetic United. Oh, he kills some of them, but, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He kills a bunch of dominators. Um, yeah. and oh yeah. And for some reason, Lana is formerly Clark's best friend now. <laughs> I, uh, I'm pretty sure they haven't had a fight or anything recently, so I don't know what's going on there. And what is she doing there? Like, did she just turn up, or does she work there? Well, she works at the Daily Star. Oh, she does. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so,
2: yeah. Right. Did you see that coming? Or?
0: Uh, I was just bewildered and angry about mm. Superman continuity in general being an absolute mess,
2: <laughs>
0: Yeah. Uh, which we'll get to in Superman Heroes. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, do you want to rate this issue, then?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, nothing too special. I'd, I'd give it a nice, a nice five. Um, yeah. it, it wasn't, it wasn't terrible, but it's the scheme of things. It's not going to be that memorable. Again, apart from the art, there's some panels I really loved.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I'll give it, I'll give it a five as well, just because I thought the art with Mongol was really good and all that yes. stuff was really good. Absolutely. And I do like Clark being called out, mm-hmm. or appointing himself representative. Yep. But I really hate how Bender set up this shitty straw man um, <laughs> yeah. to argue that it's unethical, you know, and who, make him look like an idiot to avoid who, the debate altogether. So that's who, just...
2: Who is, who is he? Sorry. The straw uh, man. Is, is he popular? Is he like a character character? or
0: No, straw man's just a term for... Uh, no, no. Uh,
2: yeah, no. But I mean, uh, the um, the actual guy. Is he... Is it? always just has nobody? Like,
0: he's George, is he George Taylor or is he someone else?
2: I don't know. Yeah, again, so I don't. I don't know if he's a legacy character.
0: It doesn't even matter, to be uh, honest. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. Um, it could be anyone. Yeah, but
2: well, he uh, seems pretty
0: insignificant. So. Yeah, screw that and screw Bendis. <laughs> uh, but yeah, on to Superman Heroes, which was better, I think. I think it was better. I don't know if you think it was better. Um, I'm not going to speak on behalf. <laughs> of the last sons and appoint myself our
2: representative. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah no, I, th- I mean I thought it was good because it <laughs> anthology setting. So, um, yeah, nice little vignettes of stories, uh, characters. I always like those. Yeah, me too. I mean, because it gives you a nice um, diverse range of scenarios. Um, one of them obviously being I've just flicking through it now, oh, no particular order, but Bruce Wayne and, and Wonder Woman. Um, yeah, I, really, I like the art in that one. Actually, it's um, it reminds me. Is that's not Mike Perkins, is it? Mm, I don't know. But
0: okay. some of the some of the art seems pretty traced.
2: Oh, okay. Like they right.
0: just traced over a photo. Mm-hmm. And some of it's pretty off-putting, but some of it's good.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was it was decent. The nice stories here and there. Uh, but I don't know. N- nothing too. Again, nothing too special for me. Um, mm, uh, no. It was all based around this revealing the identity, and it jumps timelines and stuff. Um, but uh, I particularly like the um, the school teacher one.
0: I thought that was good. That was probably my favourite too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, like uh, I really liked the line: "You earned that C plus." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. like exactly. I thought that was good because you um, know he wasn't a perfect student. No. Um, as in, like, he wasn't just getting A's and everything. And it wasn't because he was hiding it either. He just genuinely wasn't that good at uh, yeah. whatever that subject was. Um, yeah. I, I just love... Yeah, sorry. No, go I, on.
2: I'll just say, I, I I love the end bit, where he um, questions Superman about some sort of science question, and Superman just flies away. <laughs> because yeah, some things never change. It <laughs> just runs away. I think that was pretty good.
0: I really... Uh, what's that line he says... Um, Oh yeah, molecular chemistry gets a lot easier when you can actually see it. I really like that one. That was good as well. Yeah, yeah,
2: I like that. So, I mean, some of these stories, and this is just one of them, were were pretty, um, pretty good, and they're pretty fun, and they don't go too long. So, no, um, you just get a sense of it.
0: I liked. Yeah, I didn't dislike any of them. Um, I'm like, the whole thing is, I guess, I'm really annoyed by the fact that this is happening again. Mm. So soon. And Jimmy and Clark were done so well in the previous reveal okay. of his identity that this just isn't as good and it bugs me. Yeah. Um, you know, like Jimmy was the first person Clark told before because he's his best friend. Yes. Um, and now it's just like, I don't know. And uh Harley Quinn's in the Justice League, which is stupid. Oh, is she?
2: Hang on, um
0: just... Yeah, she's in that big big spread page. Like, oh, but
2: she's, oh, yeah, she's at the corner. Back.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I liked some of the reactions, some of them I didn't. I, I really liked Zatanna. Okay. Zatanna's reaction, like, just so you know, I can't spell this back if you change your mind tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. And, like, was that, like, a jab at one more day? It was... <laughs> oh, yeah I, yeah, I don't know. You know, God, um, I hate one more day.
1: Um, right.
2: Yeah, no, some of them were good. I mean, uh, I guess if you know a lot of the characters, it would... Make a lot more sense some of the reactions, but um, I like the swamp thing. <laughs> that was good. Just the silent type.
0: See that uh, that that bugs me. Yeah, I feel like Swampy would say something. Like, he would, he, oh, he can speak. Okay, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, because yeah, Swamp Thing and Superman are really chummy, so right, okay. I thought he'd be like, "Cool man," yeah, or something like that. But I guess they went for the humor instead. Um, I like John Constantine's reaction.
2: Yeah, yeah. Who's the um. The black guy at the
0: end. Oh, Mr. Terrific. Okay. He's not really like that normally. I think he got got hit with a Bender stick. Um, <laughs> what what can he the, do? What can he do? Uh, he's, like, he's really, really smart, and he's... Um, I think he's, like, tech-based or science-based. I don't know heaps about him. I've just seen him in a couple of things. Okay. Um, yeah. But, yeah, the, the thing... Like, this was written by Bendis, but it was, like, pretty tame Bendis. Mm-hmm. Like... I actually didn't realise this was written by Bendis mm-hmm. um, until the big, like yeah. everyone's reactions. I mean, he can pull it off. He, he
2: you know, he he does have a, a bit of talent, the uh, Mister Bendis. Uh, it's just that, yeah, when he falls into his own traps, that's that's when things go yeah. a little. A
0: little. I bit, also, uh, I really hate how now all of a sudden uh, Jonathan and Martha Kent are just alive. Okay because of Doomsday Clock, and right. it's like, you know, they've been dead for a while, it makes sense, because they got old,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or, well, in this case, they got into a car crash and they died, and it was really good, because it means, you know, Superman can't save everyone, blah, blah, yeah. that old message. Uh, but then you have, like, they wreck on it, and it's like, why? What's Why is it so important to have Jonathan and Martha alive? Because now superman continuity is even more jarring Mm. you know because we could go like a few issues ago and they're dead now they're alive and there's no it was explained that it was it happened in another book yeah i can Um, imagine how that would be very annoying it's extremely irritating i am uh, i am like very very pissed off a lot more pissed off than i'm letting on right now about this change it's not the fact that they're alive that bugs me it's the change Mm. itself it's like it's such a pointless thing and i think it's just because john's wants it like that right and it's like john's get your fucking dick off everything um <laughs> you know like just uh uh so yeah now like all of superman's family is alive and stuff and it's just yeah like how old are they at this point superman's a dad now for god's sake like yeah but it's the old uh, Aunt may thing isn't it as well yeah. i'm surprised I guess that, they, they're not younger they showed the Kents at the start being very young, right? With uh, Clark, so I guess it's like oh, yeah, it
2: yeah,
0: yeah. I'm I'm fucking over DC and they're just fiddling with Superman continuity. I'm seriously over it. Like it's just stupid. It, just, it turns off new readers. Just seems like a hot mess. Like it not is. only Superman, but just DC
2: continuity
0: uh, all over the place. Like, people crapped on New 52, but they should have just kept Superman, New 52. It was less confusing, and you can yeah. still write good stories. Um, and then Rebirth happened, oh, alternate reality Superman, then, oh no, they're actually the same Superman, and now it's like, even more changes. Yeah. And it's like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> um, yeah. You know, it just, it really shits me as a Superman fan, and uh, it, he seemed, it seems to happen to him the most. Yeah. Uh, you know, you don't see, I don't, like, I don't see Batman changing this much or anything. Like, they seem comfortable with that. It's like, why can't they just be comfortable with Superman? No one was complaining yeah. that the Kents were dead. Everyone's been complaining about Bendis and everything and John being aged up. No one's complaining about dead Kents, so anyway, uh, that's just my rant. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, other than that, though, like, you know, that that's more on Jeff Johns and editorial than this issue. So, mm-hmm. yeah,
2: yeah. Um, what, so, what would you, what would you give this um, out of out of ra- ten rants?
0: <laughs> oh, I didn't like the, the Bruce Wayne and One Tournament party the
2: I didn't. Yeah,
0: I didn't like the way it was just written. Right. I'm pretty sure it was Greg Rucker, but like I just. Batman's jealous of his family, whatever. Uh, Do that really need, like, eight pages? Um, (laughs) uh, So I'll give this, like, a six. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I'll get a 6.5. Because, you know, most of it was good. It's just the thing that I hate about it is, like, editorial and behind the scenes. And Mm -hmm. that Bruce Wayne story I didn't like. So, yeah. 6
2: yeah i'd i'd give it a i'd give it a 6 i think um it is i did enjoy it more than superman 20 that's why i give it a slightly high mark um like as i mentioned i do like these anthologies uh but obviously it's not part of an ongoing kind of serial um so it becomes very you know if you pick it up later on to read one here and there i don't know would i do that I'm not too sure. <laughs> I mean, but this, I, I did this isn't a standalone it, I
0: mean. anthology, really. It sorry, it isn't. No, it's not really like a standalone anthology, which is the problem. You know, if you pick it up and read it, because it's around oh, a very specific event that's happening it, 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 at the time. Yeah,
2: yeah, it is. Um, but it's not going to be part. You know, part of the puzzle. Like, it's not going to be part of. You know, the next ongoing. No. You know, part for it. So, yeah, you're right. So, in that sense as well, actually, it, it's. Um, even arguably less enticing as an anthology, but I enjoyed it. So um, I just—it's just not going to be one that I'll be rereading over and over again, anything like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: you know, I am really looking forward to villains, though. That's something that wasn't really that explored last time his identity got revealed. So I'm looking forward to the issue focusing on all the villains' reactions well, and stuff. Yeah, I mean, just inherently find villains
2: quite intriguing anyway so to have something just yeah. focused on them would be would be
0: something i would be looking at as well and like you know I just like just all these villains reactions are like wait superman was like clark kent you know i just I can't wait for that i'm really mm. excited for it actually i think that's coming soon. Oh, their reactions would be yeah
2: would be a lot more varied i think than what we see yeah they're the probably very funny
0: some of them as well. Mm-hmm um, so I'll just try and find out when that's coming out. All right. Uh, that is on sale. Okay, the fourth of March. We got pushed back, I think.
2: Okay. Not um, that long. Not, lo- nah, not that long to go.
0: Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well. Uh, okay. So that's that, and now we're moving on to our main event, Red Sun, where we're going to be joined by Tyler and James. So. Bring it on. You know, (laughs) magic. Here we go. The green curtain. Boom. (laughs) And as we mentioned, I've done a little editing magic, and now we're here with Tyler and James to discuss Red Sun. Uh, Tyler, we had on last for Smallville, I believe. Or was it more recent than that?
3: hmm i'm trying to remember we did our smallville episode but then we also did our superman the movie i'm not sure which one came first
1: the superman the movie came Super- first yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay and then
0: we had okay, james so our- as yeah, well that's right,
1: cause- yeah.
0: and Yep. you came on for that awesome New 52 issue that we yeah the the halloween issue yeah oh, which the-
2: was Grant morrison one
0: yeah yeah and grant morrison is somewhat relevant uh, today, as we will be discussing, well, towards the end of this book, well, at the end of this book, anyway. But uh, yeah, we're here to cover Superman Red Sun, and oh, I should have mentioned Tyler and James, uh, Superman Blue, Superman Red from Krypton Report podcast. Yes. Just, uh, yeah. Uh, the you're no longer just specifically Supergirl.
3: You're Over all things Kryptonian. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cool. This is the
3: easiest. We've covered krypton the the series rest in peace um yeah you know we we cover anything I mean we cover anything d c uh, yeah, but our main focus is on Superman and you know Supergirl because the show's airing, we're gearing up, yeah, uh, we just recorded an episode talking about the latest news for the Superman and Lois t v series,
2: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, well, I hope um. You, uh, I hope you are covering a lot of uh, the House of Zod as well, Tyler. <laughs> I hope there's a bit of both.
0: <laughs> Forget about us. There should be I a sitcom mean, called the House of Zod, I'm just saying.
3: I mean, House of Zod was pretty prevalent on on uh, Krypton.
0: Yes, it, it was, actually. Zod was good was in
3: some, that. Zod was amazing. I, I will Quick tangent, that's my favorite Zod. Wow. Just because I, I feel like he was able to nail... If you look at both seasons of Krypton, I think he was... He was able to bring a little Terrence Stamp and combine it with a little Michael Shannon, mm-hmm.
1: yeah,
3: and put it yeah. and put it, it uh, put it in a very well-rounded um, character. So it didn't it didn't just feel like somebody yelling, "I am going to rule you." Yes. Neil. So. Yeah. Meal. Uh, yeah. So
2: yeah, I did start a petition um, for his own TV series. I'm hoping that does pick up. Uh, at the moment, just the one signature, but um, we're okay. getting there.
0: <laughs> One signature from General Zod. For General Zod.
3: I told James last night that, uh, you know, I don't want to go off on a whole side tangent, but HBO Max is supposed to do its own, like, studio. Uh, and I'm like, what they should do is just kind of like um, they did, like, TV movies for Battlestar Galactica when mm. it was on sci fi. Okay. They should just do a. They should just do a TV movie type thing, and like of what Krypton season three would be, just because to bring that 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 closure to that story. Yeah, you know? yeah.
0: So it's not just um, on a cliffhanger.
3: You know, give it give it a proper send off because I think you know on a platform like HBO Max, like or you know you could do a, a proper you know two hour TV movie and kind of wrap up that story thread. So yeah,
0: I. I, I, I
3: Yep. Sorry, Connor. I was
0: gonna say I feel the same way about oh, Iron Fist. Oh man.
3: Yeah. Well, I agree because yeah. season two ended, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah. this is cool. <laughs> All right." <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> you know, I, they spent so much time, and I think this is this is common thread. And I was talking to a friend of mine named Brian the other day about um, so much about is they want to tell this story and take their time. But in doing so, they spend so much time getting the character to where we want the character that yeah. you lose your audience, you lose your pacing, you lose... So that when your show or movie or whatever is like... It gets cancelled or stopped, you're in the place to actually give people what they've been wanting the whole time.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, I feel so as well that they... Maybe contractually there should be some sort of, I don't know, different framework which does allow for that. I mean, because it seems the studio's kind of just impulsively kind of make these decisions and and rightly so compared to obviously the ratings and and what have you but if if they come to an agreement beforehand as to look you know this is where we're thinking of taking it all let us tell our story um then you know that have i'd like to see them have a bit more direction with the studio going okay well um our future forecasts show that you know you, you're going to be decent so we'll give you two three seasons or if they're saying okay look we're we think it's a bit of a risk, so you've only got like two seasons. Tell your whole story within that, you know, rather than kind of lead them up a bit. Because I feel, I feel the directors are doing the right thing, the showrunners are doing the right thing. They are just going for gold, you know, it's, regardless of being they cancelled or not. They're going for it. But when they do get cancelled, we're kind of left just hanging.
0: I mean, yeah. I feel like cooperation between suits and showrunners and stuff is just a pipe dream. Like, but yeah. uh, I do feel like. Uh, I think, um, like, these showrunners, I think they need to be mindful that they might not get picked up again. Mm-hmm. You know? A lot of them have done in the past. They'll, yeah, a lot of them have done in the past. Um, like, Dead Evil Season 3. Yeah. You know, they they had, like, set up for the next season, but they also had an ending. You know what I mean? Yes. It wasn't like it, Krypton Season 2, where it didn't,
3: <laughs> you know... It, it, it ended... Yeah, you want to try to give, like, an ending, but also somewhat of a thread for where you can go. And, you know, I read a thing, like, with James Wan when he was going to do Aquaman, the movie, was he was like, I'm going to just go for it. Like, I'm going to put everything in this movie so that if this is the only Aquaman movie you get, you feel like you got Aquaman. Yeah. You know, like, you got Ocean Master. You got a good Black Manta story. You got... All the things that are Aquaman are in that movie, that this is it, you can sit back and like, man, that's a great Aquaman movie. Yes, I want a sequel, but at the same time, this film is not dependent on the sequel that may never come.
2: Yeah, and therein lies the problem as well, on the other flip side, is that you kind of put all your eggs in one basket, and you, there. I don't know, is there less, might be less of a a tease for for the sequel? because, yeah. you know, you've thrown everything at the first one, which is great, but then where do you go from that? <clears throat> you know, uh, you I, know think-
4: I mean, he just, he just uh, to me, it just seems like, you know, he gave you a world where, you know, you're steeped in, in everything Aquaman. He told you the story he wanted to tell you, but you're steeped in the world of Aquaman, that there is so much out there that he can go back and tell another story, and you already know, like, the world and the people
0: involved yeah, yeah especially like aquaman's a pretty old character um not as old as Namor, but uh you know so he he has lots of stories i can use like no matter how much he puts in the first movie there's always going to be more stories you can tell
3: oh yeah yeah i mean, um, we, i have a i have a great pitch for an aquaman sequel i won't waste your time right now because <laughs> we're talking red sun but I have yes. a great pitch for a sequel
0: um, so, speaking of Red Sun, also, uh, happy 80th birthday, Green Lantern. I just want to say as well. I believe it's his 80th day, right? So
1: Still looking uh, at... The, the,
3: the character, yeah. For like, oh, yeah. Starting right, with Alan Scott. Yeah, yeah. So, the character is yeah, 80 years old now. It, That feels right, because <laughs> I know that Flash, if I remember right, Flash has its, like... Uh, it's big DC 80th like hardback coming out soon. Okay. Kind of yeah. like how they did the the Superman and the Detective yeah. like specials. Uh, if I remember right, I think Flash is because I think I have it pre ordered. Don't quote okay. me on
1: that.
0: Yeah, I'll, I would gonna, definitely get the Green Lantern 80 um,
3: collection. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna buy uh the Green Lantern for my friend because he he's a huge Green Lantern fan and uh, he helped actually wrote me back into reading comics at a uh, when like we I just kind of got off uh, from reading like Current Mm -hmm. yeah the Flash 80th just came out not too long ago but uh, back when Blackest Night was out and like you know is where him and I kind of jumped back in to buying current comics together, because we because you know we have started buying just every issue of Blackest Night, but uh, he bought some and I bought some and just kind of put them together because you know that was that was a lot of stuff. Couldn't afford to read buy everything. Yeah, before digital. Yeah, before before you could digitalize and. But I'm I'm very much about uh physical comics. I just like having the comic book like yeah. What do you space? I find space is starting to become a problem. What do you do? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, space is a problem. I I, I do agree. I mean, I have a house with stuff, but even then, like, I don't mm. like feeling like I'm living on top of each other. Like. Mm. Uh, but I just, sometimes it's just nice to feel, like, unplugged from my phone.
2: Yeah.
3: Oh, uh, or a tablet, because there's so much we can do on it. Like, it takes the place of so much stuff that you literally could be on your phone constantly. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Okay,
3: June sixteenth, fellas. Um, I see it's the release date for the 80th Green Lantern book. But...
0: Okay. okay. Um. Cool. Um, and. Uh, oh,
3: Flash, oh, sorry,
4: Jamesy. Uh, yeah. Oh no! It's like uh, Wonder Woman 750 just came out. The the yeah. seminal issue of 750, Flash 750, uh, comes out the 26th of this month.
3: Oh. Okay. I need. I, I want to get all, all.
4: 750. I, mean, I do have to pick up a here. copy of that. Yeah,
0: I, you, I have not read it either.
2: Um, oh, I've read it. I've read it. It's, um, well, I liked it. You t- We're talking about Wonder Woman, yeah?
0: Yeah. I liked yeah.
2: It. Yeah, it was pretty good.
0: Enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, I guess because I've just... I've I mentioned before I'm not really a Wonder Woman guy, which again is weird because I love Greek mythology. So, But I am coming around to her, especially... Uh, i said that it and, is weird for the entire run of the character.
4: <laughs> I can see I can see different places, you know, it, it not being not being the case, you know, when they've taken her in different directions. But
3: it's all Wonder Woman to me is all about all about who writes it. Like when the New Fifty Two started, they kept her her book was separate, and it was all about her Greek uh, yeah. journey. Like, and it was its own kind of story with Azarillo and Chang's run. Like,
1: yeah.
3: It, it was different. It was cool. Um, but to me, Wonder Woman very much is about who's writing the, the book. Yeah. Uh, I love the character, but sometimes it's just the solo stories don't always work just because it's just who's writing it. You know, what what yeah. what do they want to tell with the character?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so Green Lantern's birthday is actually July. Okay. But it is this year. So um, maybe we'll get like a Green Lantern <laughs> Superman story. <laughs>
2: Too early, they Connor
0: Yeah, I know. Tw- I was misled by DC's Twitter, which said uh, "Happy 80 Years, Green Lantern." Jumping the gun a bit. Maybe they're trying to rack up pre-orders. Um, <laughs> sorry, but uh, Green Lantern is in Red Sun, and no, that wasn't just a segue. It was half a segue. But, eight,
3: but... is it is it the from the publication or the street date? Because you know how like the quote unquote June book drops like in April,
1: you know. I'm not yeah, sure, how...
0: all it says here is just, uh, first appearance, All-American Comics, 16 July 1940. Mm. Uh, yeah, so, but, um, anyway, let's, I'll, I'll actually get a synopsis for Red Sun up, um, because I forgot to do that, let's see what the... I'll just see how long, because sometimes the, well, I'm assuming it will be quite long, but, yeah, uh. Well, if we just do the Wikipedia one, yeah. then that's not, like, going issue by issue. So, I can read out a segment, then we can summarize. That. Uh, yeah, that's better. Okay, so, are we all ready to fly over to Moscow? Or Moscow, however you pronounce it.
3: Well, I'm already cold, so might as well just <laughs> turn it up here. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. Up, 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 and up. away. In the 1950s, the Soviet Union reveals its newest asset to be Superman. The sudden revelation of a superpowered alien under Soviet control causes panic in the United States, shifting the focus of the Cold War arms race from nuclear weapons to metahumans. CIA agent James Olsen recruits Lex Luthor, a scientist employed by Star Labs to destroy Superman. Wither's first act is to cause Sputnik 2 to plummet towards Metropolis. After Superman diverts satellite away from the city, Wither uh, retrieves his genetic material and creates a monstrous clone of Superman, whom Lex Wither named Superman 2. Meanwhile, Superman meets Wonder Woman at a diplomatic party and she becomes smitten by him. The, the head of the NKVD and Joseph Stalin's illegitimate son is angry that Superman has turned his father's attention away from him and entered his chances of advancement within the Soviet regime. Uh, Roslov shoots a dissident couple in front of their son for printing anti-Superman propaganda. Stalin dies from cyanide poisoning and Superman initially refuses to command the Communist Party. However, a chance meeting with Lana Lazarenko and his childhood sweetheart changes his mind. Superman chooses to use his powers for the greater good and turn his country into a utopia. The US government then sends Superman 2 to engage Superman and their duel causes an additional nuclear missile launch in Great Britain. The clone sacrifices itself to save millions. Luther murders his research staff at Star Labs and found Luther Corp dedicating his life to destroying Superman. Okay, so that's the first issue. And I feel like we'll uh, stop here and talk about it. Uh, Mm, Alright. Yeah, awesome cover for the first issue. All of these issues have good covers, but I think this one's the best. Uh, And in fact, I think I liked... Because the artist changes halfway through the second issue.
3: Yes, it does, and I forgot that, and it was a little jarring.
0: Yeah, when I was reading it. I was like, "Oh." I think I prefer the art in this issue the most because yes. it's very like kind of golden age slash propaganda style it, a lot of the time, It has some really great panels. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The, the, I
3: will <laughs> say the first the first issue is my favorite. Oh. Okay. Uh,
0: yeah me too
3: because i feel like the first issue to me represents what i thought when i re- when i initially read this the first issue to me is what i felt or the, is what this story was going to be mm-hmm. more of superman landing in russia um and i say that because as it goes on um it feels like the story becomes a whole other take on the character and, and the DC world, yeah. you know, in this fir- in the first issue, it's just kind of this proposed idea: of what if Superman had landed in Russia instead of the U.S. and everything else is kind of the same. But as this this Red Sun progresses, um, it gets to be more of a complete alternate story, alternate history of the DC. World. Yeah,
0: this yeah. this one. I guess everyone knows I'm a real fan of, like, the 40s, 30s stuff, and this, this had the most sort of, kind of like, as Tyler said, like, what if we got that Superman, but he was in Russia, you know? Mm. Um, and, like, there's some really cool parts, like, like, classic imagery, like, when that panel where Superman stops the train...
3: That's what I'm looking at right now.
0: Yeah, that's like that's, like, probably my favourite panel of this issue, and, like, I just love the shading... And stuff, and how it's, you know, like Russian instead. You, you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah.
3: Um, well, the page next to it, I have my note. It says, uh, you know, the the story is being narrated from Superman, like in the like a future time. Yes. Looking back. Um, and my favorite quotes on this it says, <clears throat> "They called me a soldier, but that was that just wasn't true. I was never a soldier." And then at the bottom, he says, I just fought for what was right. Yeah. So already, like in this book, I'm reading it's Russian, but this is Superman. Yeah, it's, mm. it like, sets
0: up Superman as having the same moral center, really. Um, you know, he's there to do the right thing. And like uh, another line I really like later on is like, uh, they're not my people, but I never refuse a cry for help. Borders don't yep. stop him from helping people. And some writers and have borders stop him, which drives me bananas, you know. But.
3: Right, because – and, I mean, you know, that is – that's a sidestep too much, but I think it's relevant for this story. That's why, personally, me, I am okay with where it's not truth, justice in the American way, yeah. where mm-hmm. it's just for truth and justice because, to me, Superman has become so much more of a character that represents – all people all things as a as a crusader yeah. and a fighter for equality and justice for everyone and when you throw i think the american way on there it's stipulated now granted i understand when it was created and the timing and what that meant and i feel like in today's environment it just has a different connotation that um the uh, american way I'm...
0: is i think in context of back then, the American way is like you know the kind of the immigrant dream, and the American way being like you know righteous and stuff. Whereas and now the American way unfortunately means like a kind of symbol of a superpower, if you know what I mean.
3: Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, I mean, it, instead of also... like fighting for everyone. Yes, ex- exactly, and that's you know you guys are Australian. And James and I are American. So what Mm -hmm. does that mean to each of us? You know, because we we hear it. We're like, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever, you know, but you guys hear it differently. And that's why I'm okay with it not being there. I'm okay for just, you know, the idea of Superman. um, One of my favorite Superman panels of all time is in Superman um, Earth One Volume Two. It's when he walks into the dictator's house yes he, walk, I love it. he walks in <laughs> and they're just shooting him and he just basically you know i'm paraphrasing but just proves like i could do this anytime i wanted i have reserve but you're gonna you know he's not imposing his will but he's showing up i will fight for the people that you're oppressing
1: yeah
3: i'm giving you the chance to do what's right you know and i, mean, I think those are the themes that we're gonna see in this book
0: yes definitely Um, And, obviously, Chanting of the Oppressed was his original title, uh, well, along with Man of Steel. Um, And it is interesting. So I I have been thinking about that and the American way a lot recently, um, especially because I was reading a book and the celebration of Metropolis was covered, the Superman celebration, which I think you guys have been to.
3: I've been to Metropolis. I've yeah. never been to Celebration. I oh, hope okay. Every year it's on my tentative plans, but either like work, uh, yeah. my wife, you know, school last year, or money. So far this year, we're planning. We, we want to attend because I have the picture of the statue and me in front of the statue and Solomon's always like, I want to go there, Daddy. So my goal, Janine got me this really cool frame, like picture frame for my birthday. So my goal is to get a family photo in front of the statue.
0: Yeah, yeah. That that's good. That'll be cool. You'll get there eventually, I'm sure. It's not eventually. going anywhere. So, well, I hope.
4: But um, yeah, I haven't been to Celebration, but or Metropolis yet. I'm hoping to be able to get to Metropolis, um, perhaps this year. But um, yeah. I know I won't make Celebration this year.
3: Yeah, we went. We went in February for my birthday. It was kind. Of, it was cool. I recommend if you plan on just going for the museum and stuff. Uh, James, try to go, like, not during Celebration, just because, like, the town is so small, it makes it so much nice to just Mm. show up, go to the museum, look around at the museum, um, and then, you know, there's no one at the statue, go over there, and then, because I got to experience that stuff, so then when I go back for Celebration and the chaos and craziness, I can experience the chaos and the craziness. You know, I'm not like, oh, I want to see the museum, why is there so many people, blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah. because yeah, it, it would get very and I heard it gets very hot as well, so like the heat plus all the crowds, if you just want to check out the Superman statue
3: and stuff, that makes he, sense. You guys would probably be like, This is nothing, you whiny hair. <laughs> hey, we'll just walk around guy. in our
0: flip flops with our shirt off. Um you know You guys
3: this is like a cool breeze of fall for us.
0: <laughs> but um <laughs> Yeah, back to this American Way thing, because it's kind of a tangent, but it is relevant to this book, because we are talking about, you know, Superman as creation, and the American Way didn't come in until the George Reeves TV show, or the radio show, one of those two. So it was originally just Truth and Justice. In fact, in those early issues of Action Comics and Superman, he would go to other countries and stop wars and stuff. Um, And it's like, so I'm not, I'm not like anti-American or anything. Um, but I do have a personal preference for the American way not being there because I believe that it just it's kind of limiting and alienating when Superman's just not about that at all. But I also understand that the term American way is like at the time, you know, Siegel and Trista were the sons of immigrants and they believed in the American dream.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, yeah, which American- is about
0: equality and stuff.
3: Yeah, yeah, that was. So, a big- I'm right there I agree completely with everything you said um, Yeah so, And I'm I'm currently making my way through the book Super Boys By Brad Ricca It's all about Siegel and Schuster And creating right. Superman and all that um, A biography about the two of them So you you can see Where like you just said like The American Dream and what that meant yeah. uh, To immigrants And it is something that's a little dated, and I just prefer, yeah. you know, the idea that Superman, and it goes back a pages. I do what's right,
0: because he's not he's know? not Captain America, and even Captain America like does what's right, you know. Yes, like uh, as we've seen in I, I haven't read many Captain America comics. As we've seen in stuff like Winter Soldier, he doesn't like like he doesn't let um you know, like, the government or whatever stop him from doing the right thing mm, in yes. terms of that, and summarise of have done that with yeah. Superman, and especially recently with Superman, like, Bendis has really brought back the American way thing, and I just, a part of me just has a little, like,
1: yeah.
0: when I see it, you know? Again, I'm not being anti-American or anything, I just think the character at this point is... He's gone beyond. Yeah, he's, he's a was... worldly character, he's a character yeah. for the world, not just america especially with his power set you know he gets around yeah
1: um
0: so it just feels a little dated to me
4: yeah Uh, you know superman even like in man of steel you know he says uh you know i was i was raised in kansas yeah uh, you know can't get more american than that um
3: yeah you can't you know he he still (laughs) has the
4: yeah he still he's he believes in the original american dream the um uh, the the equality and um, fighting for those who can't fight for themselves. So yeah. um, it's it's still um, it's still a real thing, but it's not it's not really viewed as such by um, by even Americans, let alone the rest of the world. As you know, the government has done what they've
0: done over yeah. the years. So
1: and when I when I see
0: when I see that truth, justice, in the American way in modern comics, sometimes I just think it sounds kind of imperialistic. Uh, yeah, I like, can see that. But I have no problem, obviously I have no problem with Superman identifying as American. It makes sense, you know. Like,
1: yeah. it doesn't matter yeah, where you're good.
0: from, you know. Yeah,
1: it I doesn't mean, matter where I'm you're definitely. from.
0: You can do, Yeah,
4: if if I had the ability to... You know, I, I live in America. If I had the ability to, I'd be, you know, wherever I needed to be. Stopping tsunamis, all you're, that you're, stuff.
3: You're still yeah. a citizen of the world, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's why I like, absolutely. I like, that's why I really like this first issue. Mm. Um, mm. I, I do want to point out that there's this great, iconic um, Superman where he's holding the Daily Planet
1: and yes. handing a little
3: of balloon. <laughs> um, I do want to point out with with this costume, <clears throat> um, um, I'm just going to say this to make sure I'm really clear. There are trunks mm. that early on, they're the same color of the rest of his suit. And as you notice, they as the book goes, they get a little darker, mm. but they very much blend into his bodysuit. They're not okay. as pronounced as, like, say, if he was wearing red trunks to match his red cape right here. Yes. Just throwing that out there for all you uh, trunk lovers. Just <laughs> in some ways, you know, in colors, they don't always happen.
0: Yeah. Look, just just for the rec, for my opinion on the trunks, for the record, I can I think it, I can take him all even. I think he looks good either way. But I think getting upset, upset the about same. trunks being there or not is kind of silly. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that it's like it's the cape or the yeah. emblem,
3: um, you know. My my thing is, like I've said, is I don't mind them in comics. I prefer them not in live action. Well, that's yeah. a good point.
2: I'd, I'd follow that as
3: well, yeah. You know, in <laughs> comics they work because of just yeah. the medium, the colors. Yeah. But then when you put them in live action, I think they become a little bit more comical. Um, yeah. Sometimes they work, I think, you know, they worked on Brandon Routh when he was uh, Superman in yeah. uh, The Crisis. But, you know, I just feel like they can be... You know, like, Batman's costume was done well since 89 without them. Yes. You know, and nobody's crying for live-action Batman to have trunks again. Nah. Yet, when Superman appeared in live-action without him, everyone lost their mind. Superman fans yeah. are a, a finicky bunch.
0: Um,
3: yeah. It's, it's interesting. I will agree. <laughs> yeah. I, I consider myself level-headed, you know, and, like, I can kind of roll with things. Like, okay, yeah. I understand what's going on here. But, yeah, there are some that are just like, I want this niche superman only
0: yeah otherwise it's not my superman it's trash it's garbage like i mean apologies again you've you've listened to our podcast so you've heard me trash uh like tyler Hochul and stuff but i always say you know it's just not my thing
3: i just don't i will like say this right here no. i'm uh, i'm excited for his show i'm gonna give him a shot when he's not being overshadowed by supergirl and i hope to meet him next month Oh, wow. Just because is he? Just, he's going to be in Cleveland, um, and my wife and I have a... Uh, we have this ongoing joke. If I get to meet him and my picture taken with him, that'll be three supermen in three years. Like, So our goal is to meet one a year.
2: <laughs>
3: nice. That'll be cool.
0: Well, uh, that'll be interesting to see him. Um, I think um, Ray, you and I have similar hopes, right, that he... It'll be better if he's not, you know, overshadowed by Supergirl. Yeah, which is a shame. I mean, yeah, I mean,
2: it's the character himself, um, you'd think would be at least on par with Supergirl. But I, I obviously understand the nature of the TV show and it being Supergirls and stuff. Yeah, I'm hoping that he can actually come into his own. It'll be, I'm curious more than anything whether he can actually, um, you know, support the show as mm. as the lowest. Lois. Uh, just because what we've seen, and fair enough, it was a cast of thousands when he's when he was featured on uh, what was it, uh, Crisis and Crisis? Yeah, so, yeah, those, uh, yeah, he was in the mix with a lot of other bigger, you know, bigger personalities. Uh, so I don't know, but he's got a big, he's got a strong character. He's got his own show now. Uh, let's see if he can really drive it. Um,
4: yes, yeah, be yeah. To- his, his best appearance as the character was his first appearance as the character. In, in, yeah. yeah. Um, he, was, he did show up, and they treated the character as larger than life. Uh, Kara looked up to him as well as everybody else. And then very soon after that, even his second episode appearance, and every episode appearance after that, he's been... Overshadowed by Supergirl, like That's he's even he's even shrunk back into the <laughs> shadows. Like he hasn't been he hasn't been
0: Superman just to make Kara look better. And, yeah. and like it... just compare him to the other Superman that appeared, uh, Brendan Routh Superman. He he stood out. He <laughs> like had a lot Jack, of presence. Yeah, he yeah. Did. And but uh, the other Supergirl Superman was just, as you said, James in the background. And it's like my mom's the most casual. Viewer of Supergirl, but even she's an artist and she's like, he's Superman. He's not really doing anything. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So So it, it,
4: it'll be, it'll be good to, you know, give him a chance because like, like John Cryer's Lex Luthor, who is so far along in his criminal career. Um, he is this fully developed, um, evil person as opposed to somebody you're getting to know as an evil person Tyler Hochland should be able to uh, Hecklin Hochland uh, should be able to um, get to be Superman who's already this this full fledged yeah. hero uh, in his career the the Superman that we all want to see you know it's not developing like we spoke about earlier developing up to being the character you want to see and then that being it, you know, he should yeah. already be that character. He actually yeah. gets to start as that character, which nobody else has gotten to do.
0: I've actually been watching a lot of Lois and Clark lately. Yeah, me too. And like, oh really? Man, that that yeah. sh- I'm still on season one, but that show is seriously great. I'm in season yeah. two, uh beginnings of season two, like episode six. Right. I just watched Prankster. Like, so with season 2 I heard it changes a bit after season 1 or is it
3: it, do, it um, does a, a little, a little season bit season a little, 1 and
0: 2 are the better seasons
4: it really yeah. does it really does towards later half and and in season 3
3: right it gets yeah. a little campy and i can't remember there's there's one i think it's in season 3 cuz 2 years ago Janine and i watched through all of it and I think it's in Season 3 where there starts to get some stuff where I'm just like, uh, but we're digressing. Yes,
0: this is true. We are digressing quite hardcore. Um, Dean Kane's not in Red Sun. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I guess I only had one other note because Tyler covered a lot of my notes. Um, uh, oh, wait, no, I have a couple of notes. So I really love the line by Lex. You know, I was sure Superman and I... I'm sure Superman and I would be... The best of friends had he landed in America. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, that was pretty good. Um and uh so Kyoto, sorry, uh Roslov or whatever. This this is Pete Ross, right? This is kind of the red yeah. sun equivalent of yeah. Pete Ross. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Okay, well if Ray picked that up, then it definitely is. <laughs> um <laughs> I'm not I'm not having a jab at Ray, I'm just saying no. like
1: Hell totally. yeah!
0: Yeah, cool. Because um, I, I like that. He, well, he's Pete Ross and Joe Chill at the same time. Because um, obviously he shoots Batman's parents.
1: Mm-hmm. So, uh,
0: crazy yeah. Russian terrorist Batman. But yeah, and uh, my my final note was: I'm a sucker for Bizarro, and I love Bizarro in this. I loved how he. It was just sad. He like he was just. He seems like he had a miserable existence, and then he sacrificed himself. Um it's not really locked up. <laughs> yeah. Um
4: their, their interaction, as brief as it is though, it um it, it's they stress how how messed uh how messed up his his powers are yeah. um from being a, a created facsimile and uh, that his X ray vision um kills wildlife and, and hurts people. Um, that that the radiation is is incredibly dangerous, and that they're dur- during their battle, um, it kill you know in in a single second you know they kill like six hundred people, yeah. seven hundred people just during yeah just during the battle with the the radiation and Superman's incoming impacts when he yeah. enters London and destroys buildings and buses and things. Um but it it really gives Bizarro the fact that he sacrifices himself during this moment um when everybody wants him uh to be dead because he's basically he's like the villain now. It's yeah you know painting this US Superman as as the villain uh right away. But yeah. uh he still does what's right. Now I, thought, I, sorry, you
3: guys gotta... No no I think that's true to Bizarro. Yeah. Um, just you know, and I think, like you said, I think the one of the biggest lines in this entire first book is that Lex says, "Oh, we could have been friends," because that's a that's a heavy line. Um, mm-hmm. And then, and then I this is where I was talking about like the thing that I don't like is how basically, like you said, he's Pete Ross and Joe Chill. I don't mind if they would have alluded to, like, the idea that this man killed a child and, like, the idea of what that does to a child. Yeah. But all of a sudden, like, now Batman is Russian. Like, you know, um, and that's where I say, like, that's when it becomes not so much about Superman landing in Russia. It's now the whole DC universe is adapted to this idea. I
1: see.
3: So, so, you know, Mm -hmm. instead of having Bruce Wayne in America become Batman like he's supposed to, and yeah. the the difference of the story is just that Superman landed in Russia instead of the US. Now we have Batman is Russian. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. That's a really good point because well I will say we don't know that's if this right. is actually Bruce yes. Wayne.
3: But it might not be, but the idea of like Batman is Russian, there's never a mention of like yeah batman of america, america. They hire, yeah because they because later they hire batman yeah you know so it's more than just that one difference
1: yeah
2: uh, I, I mean i ran i ran with it because um to me the whole this whole thing like this whole print was for elseworlds right it was like a what yeah. if thing. yeah yeah so, of course superman's you know what what if he was in russia um so uh, a bit of grain of salt here and uh, oh, although i do take your point dollar because all the other characters are still
3: true to their
2: to yeah the still, and I think, wonder, still wonder woman greenland still
3: hal jordan so because i mean, I mean it, at that point you would almost think well if you're gonna just change that why isn't lex luther russian why you yeah, know yeah like,
2: I see what yeah definitely see what you mean. But I mean while I read it though, I was like yeah hey I'm gonna go with it because yeah yeah. You
3: know, I, I mean you know. I I go with it, but it's just in after reading it and thinking yeah yeah about it. This is my third time reading it yeah since I bought it over ten years ago plus or yeah hmm. yeah,
0: yeah it's. Because yeah, like everything else is the same. It's just Superman himself that landed in Russia, but Lex is still in America. He's still the same dude. Same mm-hmm. with the other characters. But yeah, Batman's the only Batman's one. The one. One, yeah. yeah. And like well, honestly, I, I don't know. I feel like Batman's a bit of a weak link in this story, but I guess we'll get to that. Yeah.
3: Um, also, I, I do. Th- Sorry, you go on. No, I was gonna say we get introduced to Diana as being this you know we meet her and her mom yeah and this and this book once again plays on the themes there's certain there's two kind of running themes in this that i think have kind of become almost elseworld standards Mm -hmm. one being that superman should all should be in a relationship and be partnered with wonder woman Mm -hmm. and the other being that uh all it takes is something, and Superman becomes a dictator, overlord. You know, kind of thinking Mm. in in Injustice, and some of these other Kingdom some of these stories where all of a sudden Superman, it's like he sets aside and becomes blind. And, you know, in this story, I can see it, but some of the other ones, I don't quite like it, but that's that's another discussion for another day.
4: (laughs) I'm sure they could... (laughs) I'm sure that you know someday somebody can um, develop a story where uh, you know Superman doesn't become the dictator but you can tell and you can see in this story how in Russia at the time uh, the death of Stalin uh, creates this power vacuum and destabilization and Superman steps into um, to stop that from from happening and and creating more chaos and damage and um death around him yeah this isn't i think this is it for a good reason
0: yeah i I was gonna bring up the superman dictator thing at one point i think this is one of the best ways they've done it if not probably the best way they've done it because it's believable to the character Mm -hmm. um it's like he's put in these circumstances in this alternate reality and it just kind of happens and there's like there's also different things about the character as well it's not like this isn't clark kent you know there is right. differences in his background and his upbringing as well so it doesn't feel <laughs> as odd as say like injustice or even kingdom come there was a couple of bits where i think ray and i were like oh that was very dictator <laughs> um yes you know i agree uh and that's
3: why in this it works because there's a, he was raised with a different ideology you know, yeah. the, the Russian ideology, the communist ideology. Yeah. So, like you just said, it works. The Stalin stuff, it works. Um, you know, and yeah. that's why I can buy it in this and I can go with it. But then, like, Injustice, it's an elseworld. And I understand it, you know, but it, um, I mean, the common stuff is like it just gets old. It's like Superman, yeah. like his character is like, oh he's destined to become this, no, like, you know, it's like something that a lot of writers and stuff have started gravitating to, like, we're going to paint, you know, and just like later in the story, Batman and Superman got to be at odds, we got to make them fight yeah, each other. Yeah, that, it comes
1: again. Yep.
0: yeah, um, and the, the thing with, like, Injustice Superman um, is, like, the whole plot of that revolves around giving characters a reason to fight each other in a video game as well, and yeah. it's, it, it's like catering towards a more combat audience as well. And it's, it's also not a Superman story. Like, it's just not, like, he doesn't really act like Superman. I um, mean, he doesn't react like Superman would, you know, it's just, it's more people who want like a sort of dark DC universe take, I guess. It's, um,
4: you know, I kind of see, you know, I, I've enjoyed, um, Injustice, uh, yeah. The, or for the most part, I like Tom Taylor. Uh, he's a good writer. Yes. Um, the, uh, the, the thing I see with the, the fall of Superman in that is, is part of the fact that Lois Lane, uh, is so integral to, um, grounding Superman, uh, as, as he progresses that when, uh, When she dies, not only when she dies, but that he was the one who was tricked into killing her. Yeah, like that's what broke something in in him.
0: Well, I can and he. I can understand. I I can understand that, and that's fine. But it's like what he does afterwards. Like I can understand Superman becoming like kind of a, you know, interfering too much in human affairs after that. Like kind of like this story. But what I don't get. I don't like when he just blows up bridges full of civilians in a temper tantrum. I don't like when he burns Shazam's brain out and just becomes evil from it. Yes. You know? Like it's yeah, fine he, if he, he does it does he does go full on evil. He is the villain of that story. Yeah, and it's just it's not consistent with the character. Again, there was a story by Dan Jurgens in the nineties where Metropolis got blown up with a nuke and everyone died, and Superman kinda became Again, a dictator, you know, I know yawn, but um, Juergens, to his credit, because I'm not usually a huge Juergens fan, so he played with the champion of the oppressed angle, as Superman was, like, kind of taking over the world, and it just felt very in-character, mm. and it was a very, very similar concept to Injustice. Batman went after him and everything, but, um, yeah...
4: A- anyway, Yeah <laughs> Injustice is, Injustice he goes he goes full on villain. He does um and and I can see, you know, people not um not liking that, uh, for sure. Yeah. Um that he it does step outside of the character, but um you know, I do think I I have enjoyed him being the villain of that story. There are plenty of stories where he's where he's the good guy you know? yeah. in this, he, he is a dictator, but he does try to, um, he does tr- still try to be the good guy. Um, yeah. From his point of view. Um, and even in injustice, you know, there is a, from his point of view, he's, he's trying to end all conflict. Um, but, uh, you know, I It's, he goes, he goes just way
0: off of the deep end. I just don't think Um, the execution of these ideas were like, yeah. Um, It's
4: it's it's. I mean, it is a story to tell that Superman is the villain. You know that he does snap and that he is the villain, and um, it's in just for me. You know, it's kind of cool to see just in a different in a different world uh, how dangerous uh, he can be. Yeah. Yeah. Um. To, so e- I, to I even all of these other super powered people uh, on the planet.
0: So. I guess a uh, uh, thing that uh, it's not injustice didn't set this precedent. I don't know what e- when exactly it happened, but Lois Lane being Superman's tethered to humanity is probably like my number one peeve of things that writers
3: use. Right. Because and, and that's yeah. I that's prevalent in this book. <clears throat> Because he doesn't have Lois Lane, he doesn't have his tether in this book to humanity. That's in my notes. Is like, you know, I don't want to cut you off from your – your. so go ahead. I just wanted to point that out.
0: Oh, well, I was just saying, like, I mean – but that's like – it shouldn't be – it is the case sometimes with certain writers, but generally it shouldn't be the case that she's his tether because he saw his parents growing up. You know, he has his friends, people he knows every day. And, like, there was decades of Superman comics where he didn't, like, um, have this strong connection with Lois, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, he didn't have that strong connection with her, and now, like, some writers think, because of stuff like Injustice and come that if Lois dies, he'll go off the deep end. It's like, well, no, like, if that was the case, he wouldn't be Superman, you know? Um, right. Like,
1: he's, hey, but he should with, be stronger than that.
2: Yeah, I mean, the role of Lois, though, over the years has changed. It has. She's become a lot more important to Superman. So you can kind of see where the writers are coming from. Um, But superhero
0: girlfriends, they die. Superhero wives have died. And, like, if Superman goes nuts after his spouse dies and other heroes don't, you get where I'm going? Yes, I do. Yeah. I do. It's like he's Superman for a reason. His biggest strength is his like integrity and perseverance, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
4: And I mean I like the stories where when it does happen that he um that he doesn't, you know, go off the deep end that he doesn't yeah. snap. So um, it's you know, it's just a it's just another world where he does.
0: You know? Yeah, I yeah. mean, uh, I wasn't referring to injustice specifically. I just think some writers like seem to be under that impression. Uh, right. Happened. Like in yeah.
4: Smallville, they did it. In Smallville, they they had an interaction between um, Chloe and Lois when Lois decided not to um, marry Clark. Spoilers, uh, <laughs> because she she had his powers for a day and and realized how many people he wasn't helping by being Clark by being a guy. Um, and they did that really well. Um, how Chloe says, you know, that he's, he's not a God. He still is a man and he needs what a man needs. And he needs people to, um, people to ground him and people to, um, uh, attach to and, and have emotional relationships with. Um, you know and and they did that they did that very well. They didn't make it like without you, he's you know he's not who he is. he's not what he is, but you know he's a he's a man and he wants to be with you. He can't be that all the time.
0: yeah, he needs like he needs time off like yeah. everyone needs social interaction to some extent, you know, even if it's like yeah. emailing people. Right, um, and it kind
4: of seems like you know when he's forced to be that all the time, that's when bad things start to happen.
1: Mm.
4: Like this story, I guess.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, like, you know, like
4: this story this, or like Injustice. Like he he well, decides to be that all the time, and then that's when it starts to unravel. But,
3: well, but I think here, in, I
2: I think in, sorry, I think in this story though, it's not it's not like him. I didn't feel that he snapped. No. he he followed his his ideals that he had been brought up with the whole the whole way through and yeah, the, to... he, he totally believed what he was what he was fighting for, what he was doing and and he still kept and maintained his values um as you mentioned like you know he's still got his uh, he mentions that we still haven't shed any blood you know with our slow takeover of the world yeah. basically with communism overrunning it um so he still um, has that integrity. But he's just very he believes what he's doing and, and I think that's uh, the big difference. Uh, well,
1: I don't think in
2: any
4: way
1: it's funny yeah, because
4: uh you like, know, yeah, injustice is a big um is is a big difference, you know, but from Red Sun. Red Sun definitely um held up the standards of Superman well, you as look the story at, progresses.
0: You take a glance at this book and you're like, Oh, Superman's Russian, it's called Red Sun, he looks evil. But uh, despite Superman's yeah, other stuff, he's actually the hero of this book.
1: Yeah. It's Like, not Luther is the yeah.
0: villain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, despite the fact that at Superman's at, Russian now.
3: If you look at the page right here where I'm at, is like, where, once again, we meet Lana, the Russian Lana, so there's another, like, his whole world is yeah. Russian.
0: Maybe there's two Russian. Maybe you know, there's two Lanas. Jimmy uh,
3: <laughs> but, Well, yeah, Jimmy Olsen's still American. That's what I'm saying. Um... Yeah. But, you know, it's simple right here where he oh, they talks not call the her
4: corona. Lana. They just call her the redheaded girl that he grew no, up with. And, and he says,
3: Lana? He says, Lana Lana. He Lana. He said, Lana
4: yeah. It's Lana. yeah. Okay. Oh, is it? Lana. Okay. Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, you know, this is a simple page of something that we don't think about. But if you look at it, they're talking about they're in line for food. They were in Moscow. And something gets pointed out to him, um, you know, from the adults. Like, we haven't ate, we are hungry. Um, some of us haven't eaten in weeks and he says Lana says it's okay Superman it's not your fault it's just the way the system works you can't solve everyone's problems and he says actually I can Lana
1: Yeah.
3: Um, and he says Superman is here to rescue them so right there just trying to do the right thing by these people need food uh, you know the system is broken I can fix this starts well, you know when you're his, his right path. Yeah,
4: and you're talking about that page, you know, that page here on the right, and here on the left page is Lex Luthor with a gun and he gunned down, um, people mm-hmm. who were involved in the project.
1: Yeah, you know, Lex Luthor standing yeah. over
4: dead bodies, and yeah. Superman's over here trying to help, uh, trying to help people eat.
0: Yeah, and like this is, it's the beginning of the descent for Superman, but like you can't say that he's doing the wrong thing because. He's, like, he is taking charge 100% from altruistic. Like, he just wants to feed these people, yep. you know? Um, and so, actually, Ray, I, I do want um, your... Before we move on, I do want your thoughts on this first issue because you're much more versed in Russian history and politics than I am. Uh, um, yeah. So, like, what well, what are your insights into issue one?
2: Yeah, well, um, well I think I mentioned it before as well. I added the three... Uh, to me, this was very much a, a setup issue. Um, I enjoy. I mean, I enjoyed it, but out of the three, it was yeah. probably my yeah. least, least favorite because it was a setup issue. Um, you, you got introduced to the characters. You understood it. Actually, set the tone for everything. What yeah. I found, what I, what I took away from this first issue, more than anything, was the the um, more broader concept of how things have kind of flipped for America and and Russia. Like, well, so we. Um, We hear now from Lois that uh, the Cold War space race has been um, won, you know, by by Russia. Um, And it seems like now the arms race with Superman, Russia is obviously in the forefront. um, And it's America who's really trying to do catch up. Um, So you see a really big flip here. Uh, And I find it very interesting also in the fact that um, by using Stalin in there as well, mm. um, that actually raised so many questions with me as well because I was thinking, okay, it was good, like, in a good way because I was thinking, okay, so if Stalin had, like, a Superman, like this guy, would would he be the Stalin that we know in history as well? Because his, you know, road to success and fame would be a lot easier by having having Superman, right? Yeah. So, so there were, to me, inconsistencies of, like, you say, towards the end with the people waiting up, uh, waiting in line for food, like would that be a condition in Russia with Stalin, who is not as desperate and is not as, um, well, you know, as evil, as basically, <laughs> um, yep. you know, because he has that, he has Superman, and, and it looks like from everything else that Russia is actually, uh, Russia has the upper hand with everything over over the US. So yep. would, would the country be in a state that it is? Um, also, then it kind of raised questions with for me with Superman as um, as him being the successor of Stalin as well. So uh, and and kind of what he what he learnt and gleaned from Stalin by, by, by working under him. Uh, so it seems obviously that he's he's still got that massive ideology of what yeah. communism can give. Um, and yeah, so I found it. I found more of that. That broader stroke of, of basically communism and what seems to be capitalism crumbling in in the U.S. Um, I liked how that commentary was done, and then you see, that, of course, with um with the Bizarro Superman, like the, yeah. uh, the um, South America trying to trying to copy, trying to catch up, yeah, creates the second Superman, it fails miserably, and and there's that little story with Bizarro, you know, obviously maybe realizing what he's done and, and self-sacrificing, yeah, uh, but yeah. I thought it was uh, I thought it was quite solid, and um, I, I just think the more social aspect of of placing Superman in there and what he does later on, um, it's just interesting putting that in context with with there being a Stalin in in this universe yeah. and, and yeah. what that means, you know. Um, so yeah, I found that kind of the the most interesting point of this first issue.
0: Yeah, you don't expect a story where Superman is like Stalin's protege. <laughs>
2: mm.
0: Not at all. Yeah.
2: But it's, um yeah, no, it was very kind of interesting because I was thinking, like, you know, well, uh, does that corrupt Superman? Obviously it doesn't. He he maintains no, yeah. equity. Um, but then again, that was when I was thinking, okay, but maybe Stalin wasn't as bad as he was in mm. our reality. You know, so it's a bit of a um cart before the horse kind of thing. You don't know which is first. Um, I think but yeah.
0: S- Superman mentions a bit later that I think, I don't know which issue, but, like, he'll never be as ruthless or Stalin or something mm, when, it, okay. when it comes to like shedding blood or something he's like I'll never do what okay. Stalin did or something So, men obviously had some respect for him or the system but I think yes. he he's not uh, that influenced by Stalin specific but it's be
2: interesting because like you know um, when Stalin's kind of like crumbled and, and just the I guess human nature um, of that particular system it kind of breeds a bit of corruption. So again, that, yeah. that kind of um, is telling that Superman does not fall under that at all when he assumes the, the role. Uh, yeah. after, um, so I
0: think like a, a lot of people are, you know, Oh, DC universe, but it's Russian. That's really cool. But I think like the crux of the whole point of this story is kind of um, Superman's retaining his character mm. throughout yeah. all these like huge changes. Yeah. Um, it's,
2: it's absolutely nothing that I expect. I totally expected what you said at the beginning. I, I thought it was going to be evil Superman, you know, more like yeah. that that movie that came out. What was it? Um, Burn, Burning Bright or something? Oh, Bright
0: Burn, Yeah. Burn
2: yeah. yeah. I thought it was just going to be because oh, he's Russian. He's got to be evil. But no, <laughs> he's quite sympathetic uh, in it, um, or you could, or empathetic at least. You can, yes. you can kind of see where he's coming from. So. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, raised in that, having his upbringing, where he is, the time he is, with the people he knew, Mm. like who who would have done more morally correct thing. You know what I mean? Like, I guess he goes a bit crazy later, but
2: (laughs) yeah. I mean, well, he's he's kind of pushed really. Uh, Lex really you know, it does a number on him Uh, as well. Lex is behind
0: a lot of things and Brainiac too. Um. (laughs) So that,
2: you know, it's not like he's had the, doesn't have the best advisor, (laughs) Brainiac.
3: Um, Well, Speaking of which, like, so in like the second book, like you just said, like there's a time jump. They don't exactly explain how long, but there is a time jump from the first book to the second book. Yeah. Mm. And there, and, <clears throat> and I'm always, I'm not a fan of when books and stuff do time jumps and don't say, like, where we are. Or yeah.
0: Was I was a bit, sometimes I was a bit like, okay, so has time passed since earlier this issue? Or, you know, it's something, mm. sometimes people just start looking older.
3: <laughs> yeah. Because this is where we really get into, start getting into the. Yeah. Lex versus Superman: the ancient kind of debate of the two of them. We see Brainiac has shown up. Sorry, Superman, just,
2: just before we go into that, just a just one other thing for Book One. I just wanted to yeah, raise, very yeah. impressed with uh, the last two pages. To me, uh, Connor, you mentioned the artwork propaganda. Um, yeah. Superman at the bottom, of the second last oh, page, yeah. and last page, very propaganda, very communist propaganda, um, um, posings and stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, thought it was a really good nod to to that to that artwork.
0: And, like, Superman really works in that style, i got to say. <laughs> um, I also really liked the panel, just just quickly wrapping up this issue, I also really liked the panel where he's fixing the Daily Planet with heat vision, or, really like, the shading. Oh uh, yeah. There. Yeah. Um, and obviously, like, the winner shot of the issue is that one where he's holding the planet with the balloon. Yeah. And it's the exact same pose as Superman 1, which I liked. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, are we ready to go on to issue 2? yeah okay so i'll just read out the synopsis for this one so where are you by 1978 the united states is on the verge of social collapse whereas the prosperous soviet union has peacefully expanded its influence to nearly every corner of the globe the cost of this progress is an increased infringement on individual liberties and superman fast becoming a big brother like figure and the introduction of a brain surgery technique that turns dissidents into obedient drones or superman robots Superman now works with Wonder Woman to save lives as well as govern the Soviet state. Wonder Woman has become increasingly enamoured of Superman, but he considers her simply as a comrade and is oblivious to her love for him. Wither plans to shrink Moscow, but this plan fails when Brainiac, his collaborator, shrinks Stalingrad instead. Superman intervenes and retrieves both Brainiac's central processing unit and the tiny city, putting an end to the Brainiac with the cooperation. He's unable to restore Stalingrad and its inhabitants to their proper size. This becomes his one failure and a great source of guilt. Uh, Luther's third plan involves the vigilante Batman, who was uh, the boy orphaned by Roslov. Batman joins forces with Luther Corp and Roslov, now the head of the KGB. They capture Wonder Woman and use her for, as bait for Superman, hoping to sap his powers the rays that imitate sunlight from Superman's home planet. The plan works, but Superman convinces Wonder Woman to break free of the lasso that she is tied up with and destroy the generators running the lamps emitting the solar energy. She does, severely injuring herself in the process, but the lamps stop running and Superman's powers return. Scared that Superman was going to lobotomize him and turn him into a robot, Batman kills himself as a martyr to his cause. Rosloff is turned into a Superman robot and Wonder Woman no longer has feelings for Superman as he shows little to no regard for her injured condition. Uh, so, there's issue two.
2: Um... <laughs> I forgot about the Superman robots. Yeah, that that is a bit of a <laughs> it's a it's a dark take on his
0: Superman robots. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's a
2: bit of a bad thing.
0: Yeah. Um, this is you know so like I think the first half of this issue is the same artist as the first issue, but then halfway through it changes, and I think I prefer the first artist. I
1: think
2: i the taken one. I thought there was um, it's a bit more a bit more comic booky, I don't know, cartoony, but
0: yeah. yeah. Um but uh yeah. I guess I do like how Superman is talking about the point of Lex Luthor and you know, was it to keep me in check or perhaps the other way around. I love I love that idea of Superman existing to keep Lex Luthor in check.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's good. Um, um yeah, I do think it's it's interesting just because, you know, like we go back to the first one where he mentioned something about we could be friends if he was American. Yeah, here they are now. And in the first book, you know, Luther, his big snap was because the Superman clone almost beat him in chess. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's been his – that's a through line throughout this is like he'll play chess with multiple people and he always wins. But somebody almost beat him, and it starts his whole descent into obsession, uh, obsession about Superman. And in this first book, we get – it's a little jarring, no pun intended, that all of a sudden there's Brainiac <laughs> and there's the bottle city of um, – which – Stalingrad. Moscow. Oh, yeah.
0: Stalingrad, yeah. Stalingrad. Um, I guess I didn't find it jarring. I found it as an indication of where firmly in, like, the Superman mythos now. Like, the Superman, like, he's advancing in his career. Like, he's fighting his rogues and stuff. And now we get the the bottling of candle is obviously a pretty famous staple of the Superman lore. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's also his biggest failure until he does restore it, um... Yeah. So you know it's the same thing here, but with Starling so
2: I like that. Yeah, and I think also it works better as well um, if you had bought the first issue and then you waited, a while and then you picked up the second issue. Yeah, uh, for that time jump. Um, but yeah, reading it successively, it it does prove a little. Oh, okay, we're all here, we're here all of a sudden.
0: So yeah. Um. So. Kind I love of like how a jump from Golden Age stories to Silver Age stories. Yeah, it is. The first issue is very Golden Age, and this mm. is going in towards Luther's. I didn't think uh, about that. He's in Mad Scientist mode, and then in the next issue, obviously, he's in Full Businessman, then President mode. Um, so there is a transition That's... there between Superman eras.
3: I, I mean, I think it's fascinating here that we're in the Superman Museum.
0: Yes, um, there's so many things in here,
3: and yeah, I mean they like just the there's so many Easter eggs and yeah. just, uh, but the line about basically, um, parasite Metallo, the Atomic Skull, Pizarro, mm. all designed to assassinate Superman, the re- right. and restore the fading fortunes of the United States.
1: Mm.
3: So it's kind of like you know the U.S. is. And Lex are creating villains to fight Superman.
0: Yeah, yeah. I love um, that little spin.
3: Um, we see, uh, yeah, we how see many lives statue. were
4: lost because of the created supervillains?
3: Mm. You know, we see the statue, what I presume is a statue of Crypto.
0: Yeah, of with Crypto. the with, yeah, that was I like that. Um, I really and, loved. Uh, you might be about to say the same thing as me. What are you about to say?
1: No, go ahead. Go. Uh,
0: Jarell and Lara holding the hammer and sickle. Yes. I I thought that was hilarious. I really loved it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we see another one of the good old super bots.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. That. So that is. I mean. And that. Yeah. That that features a lot in this issue. And I think. Um, yeah, that's as I mentioned before. That's one of those things that I guess it's starting to show a perversion of Superman's yeah drive to actually just enforce what he wants. Like, uh,
0: road of you know to hell, paid with good intentions, all yeah. that jazz. Um, yeah. So, like, so Batman sets off all these explosions, and Superman doesn't hear them. But he hears, like, an oil tanker blowing up on the other side of the country.
2: He's too busy chiseling away.
0: But, like, he even hears in that conversation, like, an accident happening, but he doesn't hear all these explosions being set off by the terrorists that he's trying to catch. Uh,
2: he had his favourite podcast on while he was chiseling um, away.
3: last time the podcast on.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> um, it, but, is a, it, is, it is worth pointing out, because um, it is very interesting. Uh, you know, I kind of think of it in some ways that uh, – excuse me. early morning. so uh, good. In some ways that maybe – you know, he's making this statue, and he, like – he's tuned out everything. But once yeah. Piotr shows there, it's like it snaps him back, and then his senses are alive, and he hears it. Yeah. You know, he hears the – Because he can't hear everything. I mean, like, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I, I know technically he should be able to hear all that stuff. But, yeah, I think they they did the best in Man of Steel as well. And, and as you say, here, Tyler, just, you know, he's, he's selective hearing. He's, he's got a
3: yeah. Yeah. He hears it going off, you know, and it makes a big deal for, uh, you know, the whole Batman terrorist thing and mm. uh but then, you know, we have this iconic image of him yes. uh, switching the tracks at the train and everything. Yeah,
0: that's
1: yeah really cool.
0: I really love that panel. Um, and then there's no real panels like that when the other artist comes in. No. Uh, you know, which... But, um, it's sad. Yeah, and I'll, I will point out at this point, this is really heavily inspired by Must There Be a Superman. I feel like that, that story has like the most bearing on this series. I've, I don't know if you guys have read that. No. Um, it was, it was, it was, for, uh, Must There Be a Superman? It was a famous story in the 70s written by Elliot S. Magan and it tackled the whole idea of is Superman doing too much, that humanity's becoming complacent?
3: Mm-hmm. And that it's just a very... It's a very good uh, story idea. Yeah,
0: and it was a huge hit at the time, and it's still considered one of the best Superman stories, and inspiring stuff like Kingdom Come, and definitely this because, and it made me think of—I thought of that very specifically. I mean, I've mean, i thought of that throughout this whole thing because it's very similar. But when they rescue uh, everyone on that ship, and Wonder Woman mentions they aren't even wearing—oh wait, no, Superman mentions they aren't even wearing uh, life vests. Life preservers, uh, you know, and they're not wearing seat belts anymore and stuff because they just know they're going to be rescued.
2: Mm. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, lo- lots of little cameos here. Green Arrow and Flash work at the Daily Planet now, or oh, they're, yeah. they're there for the celebration. Uh, Doctor Zavanna is in Superman's uh, circle, right. which is funny. Uh, Laurie is mentioned with her husband, who was also in the comics. Um, Isn't there an
2: Iris in here as well?
0: Isn't there what, sorry?
2: An Iris? Isn't Iris in here as well?
0: Yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And, okay, I'm just going to say it. Batman beating up Wonder Woman is bullshit, especially bootleg Russian terrorist Batman. He (laughs) beat (laughs) Wonder Woman up. I don't know, it's off-panel, because they couldn't think of a way to justify it, I guess.
2: Um. <laughs> I think it was, yeah, just, just go with it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, that is right. That's true. That's pretty... Um...
3: Yeah, I mean, this whole... This segment here is about, like, Superman and Wonder Woman. Like, she almost is a fangirl. Like, the way Wonder Woman is doing yeah. this reminds me of... She's in love and just smitten with everything mm. uh, with he does. And like so, in did. as this, yeah, no, she's just idealistic. You no, know, she's just idly following him. She has a russian style outfit on, and then, you know, we get Piotr here basically hiring the Batman
0: yeah, to fight hospital, for like, man. Sleep,
3: and, you know, Batman, who's who for all accounts we could probably say grew up as poor Batman, which yes. is worth pointing out because. <clears throat> You know, Batman's money has always helped him yeah. with his tech, his gadgets, his training.
1: Yeah.
2: You see his, you see his batarang later on, it's kind of bits of scrap metal like put together when he when he throws the batarang at Superman.
1: Yeah.
4: Well, yeah. oh, that definitely makes this Batman um uh to <laughs> to have a lot more ingenuity when yeah. it comes to doing what he does. So, I mean, maybe he is more um Maybe he is tougher and, and more cunning. brutal than, mm-hmm. yeah, cunning than than yes. even. <laughs> um, they, they do show, like, a picture of Wonder Woman, like, flying in space. So, for all intents and purposes, she's nearly as powerful as Superman in this book. So, like, yeah, however, the, 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 and, how and he, with no weaknesses that Wonder Woman typically doesn't have, you
0: know, how does Batman yeah, he <laughs> take he, down Wonder Woman? He doesn't have Kryptonite or Red... Red sunlight to soften all Woman up. So he must have just tricked her. He tricked it somehow. So he wrapped her up with a lasso and then he beat the crap out of her afterwards. Because otherwise, it just doesn't make any sense. He, he, um,
2: he dressed up as dressed up as Superman.
0: He's still <laughs> his, maybe it's at
2: cow Maybe line. it's He's pretending to be Superman. <laughs> going, you come here, Lois. So
4: I've finally found my feelings for you.
0: I mean, Superman it's, and Batman do that a lot. They pretend to be each other. Yeah. So that could be the case. Yeah. So. Maybe it's the original uh, one of her original
4: weaknesses. Uh, Was it being bound by chains or something?
0: Uh, I think yeah. Um, in this case, it's bound by her lasso. I think mm. that Batman mentioned. So he's obviously tied her up with it. He must have just.
3: Must have tricked her. Must have tricked her. And, and it is like you said, crap. Like yeah, <laughs> that, that, that like it's off-panel and yeah. supposedly Batman. Is, like, and this is just another one of those like Batman's so great. Batman hates Superman.
0: Yeah seeing it, wasn't
3: cool, you know, it just gets tiring.
2: Exactly, I mean, although I did enjoy this issue, um, it it comes up time and again, and you know, there's even a title, Batman and Superman, and not necessarily fighting against each other, but I I tend to see a lot of um, common threads now with Batman and Superman, um, yeah. That's so, all
0: because of that story we call The Dark Knight Returns, which literally had Batman beat up Superman, but that's because it was a Batman story, and Frank Miller wanted Batman to take on mm. DC's biggest superhero. But for some reason, so this ne- is a Superman story, and it's happening here, you know? like
2: So they, they never fought before Frank Miller?
0: Um, um, they never had, like, that serious rivalry or anything. They did break up before that in the Bronze Age, but... Okay. You know, they never had like a big epic showdown or anything. That was like the first one. And that, that and cemented you know, so much that did damage to Superman, that story, because so many people think Superman is lame and a government stooge just because of that story, which sets out to make Superman look bad and Batman look good. Um, sorry <laughs> I like that story by so, the way, I think it's
3: okay. It has it to me. It has its place, but that discussion is yeah. a whole other discussion. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I don't
4: like they make it. Yeah, to me, I mean, they make him to look out like that, but um, uh, I don't think that's the. I mean, in my opinion, is the the full intention. You know, um, mm. the vigilantism is is illegal, and the government doesn't want that happening. Uh, Superman uh, is basically deputized by the state and um, you know it just shows that Batman is still uh, Batman is still a good guy you know when it comes down to the streets he's wanted um, but the police get behind him um, and yeah and then it does make the government seem threatened by the fact that you know this one guy can do this yeah so
0: I guess, yeah, it's a big rabbit hole. Uh, we will be covering Dark Raptors yeah. on this podcast. Um, oh, cool. So there'll be lots of discussion. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs>
0: no yeah. Because, uh, obviously, if we keep going down this rabbit hole, we'll be here forever. Um,
4: <laughs> just, yeah, I, not... I
0: just want a little opinion. I'm sorry. I
4: didn't oh, want to start a whole oh, no, that, conversation. Oh, no, that's fine. That's absolutely fine.
3: Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just looking at this here, you know, like, it's, it's, I feel like it's very convoluted. We have the, the red sunlight, we do see Diana breaks the cords that are binding her, which is her lasso. Yeah. She destroys the generator, Batman blows himself up, tells Superman it was Piotr that betrays him, and then we get Diana, who, all of a sudden, her bracelets are burned out, she is old. Yeah, what happened there? She just, hey? and it's very just you know the it's if you look at this page it's very sad because she says superman are you okay yeah. and then she's descending and then she says you know in almost like a child likeness um i found the the generators i tossed them in the sea like you asked but uh, but i think i may have hurt myself when you made me snap that cord it was like i don't know something just kind of switched off in my head or something i mean and she's old, and she looks beat. Mm-hmm. And then the next panel is Superman. All he says is "P" her. Yeah, he doesn't
0: even. Notice so
3: like,
1: the...
3: so he is so upset by you know his um, his betrayal, and the, I feel stupid that this just not clicked in my head. We were talking about it earlier. Superman's whole supporting cast, his Smallville supporting cast, is all Russian now. Mm. And his Metropolis cast is American. Yeah, so that's why you have your 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 Jimmy, your Lex, your Lois right. are all American, but then your Lana and Pete are Russian.
1: Oh yeah,
2: yeah. right. Yeah,
0: yeah. And
2: well, it, it's, it's sorry,
3: sorry, Connor.
0: I was gonna say it's you know they come here Superman. He doesn't even notice her. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Like
3: that's what I'm saying. Like this is this is when Superman changes. This is where I'm like. This is where I personally am not starting to like the story. Because nice. now this is not this is not Superman anymore. This is now that dictator, yeah. unsuperman like character that um, it's it's an
0: arc create. though. Like he does spoilers, he does redeem himself at the end. Mm. Um I guess yeah. I, I can see that though. Like he, he this is the point where he's like this issue is the point where I think he's the most unlikable Yes, because um, he does. He does kind of like use her with no regard. He's like, oh, break the bracelets. It'll hurt, but you know."
2: <laughs> and you can kind of, um, you can kind of get behind what Batman's doing as well at this stage. So it, it's very much setting up that Superman is the bad guy here.
0: Uh, I I can never get behind what Batman's doing here because he's <laughs> just too like he just kills people. Like he's just too yeah. Um,
3: He's he's a terrorist. Like yeah, exactly.
0: He's a terrorist, straight up. He's frigging ISIS running around. You know, maybe not that bad. But um, yeah, uh, Yeah. he's like bombing places. You know, like I think Batman's bad too. Uh, It's he does have some funny panels, like when he's pointing to his head. Um, (laughs) But now, him blowing himself up, I took this as a reference, a direct reference to John Byrne's Man of Steel, where Batman put the bomb inside himself remember he tells Superman at the start, I put a bomb in a random civilian, so no. if you attack me, I'll blow them up. And then it turns out at the end that Batman put it inside himself. Right. I okay. feel like this is a direct reference to that.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, and that yeah, was... Yeah, makes yeah. sense.
4: Um, yeah, uh, then he blows, and then he actually blows himself up, um, so that way he won't become one of uh, Superman's brainwashed, uh, mind-controlled
0: robots. I also found it funny that when Batman was monologuing, Superman just hit him in the head with, like, a piece of wood. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Made me chuckle. Um, And the the part that really made me laugh was, like, oh, and by the way, it was Piotr who betrayed you. Um, Yeah, yeah. Like, just to screw him at the end. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: And so, what's happened with Wonder Woman? Um, you mentioned Tyler because yeah, her dialogue is very strange Is She like, in the state of shock, or or was there some sort it's, of persuasion by Superman?
3: Well, to, it mentions. Stuff? It's weird. I mean, it's I'm it's very jumble because yeah. and I'm, I'm flipping through it, just kind of seeing like because he's talking with Batman. Um, it kind of she
0: implies said, that
3: she's very meek. Like, because he says what? right here. Yeah. Um, As long as Trapped Down, she's talking to him, I need you to find it for me and destroy it. So he talks about the generator. And then Superman says, I know breaking the lasso is going to hurt, but there's really no other way we're going to beat him, Diana. We can't let Batman destroy everything we've worked for, and you're the only person now who can get us out of this mess. Uh, Please, more than anything I've ever asked you for, before I need you to help me here, Diana." As your oldest and dearest friend, I'm begging you do to do whatever it takes. And she does. And I almost feel like if you go back and you look at this, Wonder mm-hmm. Woman is such an idealistic I love Superman, I'll follow him. And then oh, this is like this is him kind of abusing that relationship.
2: I was about um, to say, like, he's kind of messing
0: with their mind a bit here. I don't uh, think he's consciously doing it though.
2: I I don't you know, it's kind of hard in some aspects because... I mean, he's desperate. He, he's, this is really the last throw of the dice
0: for him. Like He's he's like, we're screwed if you don't do this. And he's right. Because um,
2: <laughs> yeah. he knows... But the thing is, he knows, he it, knows that gonna take the hit it. He knows that Diana's going to take the hit He knows that she's going to be coming out the lesser for wear. But
0: did he know... Like, the impressions I get from the monologue and stuff is that he's just been so oblivious to the fact that he is manipulating people and doing bad things. Like, he just didn't yes. realise it at the time. But on recollection, he's like, man, that was really messed up with me.
3: Exactly. And I'm trying to find the phrase I like where um, – hold on. Yeah, his, on the monologue, in his monologue,
4: he has that – in his monologue, he talks about how she, um, how she spent her years after that.
3: Yeah. Well, even earlier when he's recounting, he says, of course a romance was suspected, but we both just laughed at the idea. Diana was more like one of the boys and she had no use for men on her uh, island or so it seemed in those far away days poor Diana I could monitor life on other worlds and watch electrons in the eternal orbit but sometimes I was so blind so she was just you know it's he, yeah he didn't in love it. with him
2: yeah, he he actually didn't know at all so he was just saying it she was taking it and that
3: yeah yeah um, but yeah, but now ba- Batman's dead and conveniently, uh, Superman's been around for how long and it's an alien. And now just now in this time jump, the government decides to tell Lex Luthor that they have an alien of their own.
0: Yeah, so and that that crossed, that crash in like the 40s, didn't it? So
3: Ex- exactly. To me, it's like I don't know if aliens showed up like, hey, guess what? We have an alien over here, guys, maybe we should look at this.
0: Um, Ooh, that that lab that lab research guy is called is called Tyler. Do you see it? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: yeah. So well, apparently got swept onto the rug and stuff by what was it? Um, so maybe they only just rediscovered it. Like I got the impression that they've been looking through stuff and they like just realised they had. Oh, we have this bunker out here was swept under the rug. Let's go suss it out.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's Kennedy that gives it to L- Luther, and there's there's our Green Lantern. There's Abin Sir Yeah, um, and then we see that Batman basically becomes like a an image for rebellion against yeah, Superman. A motto. And this is what we're talking about, where we see Diana being waited on hand and foot and we see P.R. now as a Superman robot
1: yeah
4: yeah I mean the you know the, the fight between Batman and Superman it's um, it's kind of one thing but the, what, it actually, what it does for um, for the idea that uh, that they speak about earlier that you, you won't be free in Superman's world like he gives the people what they need but you're not free to do what you'd like yeah. Um So you know, Batman becomes a martyr, becomes a symbol for that. Yeah, he's more
2: like a Che Guevara than an uh, ISIS terrorist, if you, if you put it that way.
4: Yeah. Yeah. The, the yeah. ISIS thing wasn't yeah. super apt. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's nice though when he, you know, he does get his revenge because a, a few, few pages back he does know that um, Piotr is the person who killed his parents. So you know, with his last. With his dying act, he Screws gives him. <laughs> him up to Superman because he knows that Superman
0: won't. <laughs> yeah. Superman won't let him get away with betraying him. So. Well, he also knows, like, he knows that he's actually worse than Superman. Like, he just thinks Superman's kind of crazy, but like, he knows that Pyrosol is genuinely evil. He even mentions that he would be ten times worse than Superman if he was put in charge. Um, yeah, he
4: he'd be worse than Superman and ten times as bad. He is, he is a real piece of work, like, <laughs>
0: okay. um, bloody Pete Ross. Uh, so, yeah, issue two, I, I was a bit annoyed by, like, the whole, oh, look how awesome Batman is thing popping up again. But, like, overall, I didn't mind Batman. I liked, I liked this take of him. Yeah. Um, it makes sense in this story. Yeah. Uh, so, you guys, what what are your thoughts? Do you have anything else to add?
3: No, I think I've I've pretty much said it. You know, like, I don't mind Batman. I hate that in a way that he's Russian just because, like I said, uh, um, you know, they kept so much of Superman's um, supporting cast of Smallville was Russian. And his Metropolis people were American. They keep Green Lantern American, but they make Batman Russian.
0: I mean, I do like the twist that his parents are killed by a Russian secret police, though.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Reverse reverse engineering it. I think maybe they had to make him Russian to fit in with Kozlov. Yeah. yeah. He so wouldn't be able to fit in. Perhaps in
4: America, there's perhaps in America, there's a rich Bruce Wayne who has his parents who are alive and and he's a rich playboy. But in uh, in Russia, you know. This kid's parents were killed by the secret police, and and he became, uh, he became Batman.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's how I'd say it. Yeah, I mean that, that. Like I said, that's fine. I'm not like crazy, like oh my gosh, I'm so angry. But <laughs> <laughs> hey. no, I, I get it. No, um, it is a bit
2: off putting. I, I understand. Yeah,
4: it also does kind of just. Sh- it does kind of give the, the idea that, um, in in different universes on parallel earths that Superman and Batman, whether for good or bad, are kind of connected yeah. to one another.
2: Yeah.
1: It, yeah.
2: it seems so. Yeah. And the, the, the concept of uh, the bat is, is beyond just like one man's idea that, uh, yeah, it springs up later on in this. Yeah. World why. So, yeah.
0: Um, which is, which is a whole nother topic. I think of yeah. Batman and Superman, being linked, whether it's cool because they are cool opposites and stuff, or whether it's just like obviously because they're the two most popular characters. God, there's a lot we could talk about there. Um, but, you know, yeah. uh, we... Uh, Batman's dead right now, so <laughs> we won't. Yeah. not um, What about... Uh, so Anything else? Or? No, all good. Yeah. right, shall we move on to the finale then? Mm Mm-hmm, let's do it. All right. Luther enacts his fourth plan when he finds a mysterious green lantern in an alien ship that crashed at Roswell, New Mexico. Brainiac is reprogrammed into Superman's aid and the construction of the Fortress of Solitude, located in Siberia and referred to as the Winter Palace, begins. Superman's reign continues with no crime, poverty or unemployment, but with an ever-present state authority. Superman is committed to winning the argument with the U.S. and repeatedly refuses Broniak's suggestion of an invasion. Stalingrad remains as one failure, now contained within a protective glass bottle. The USA elects Luther and Olsen as president and vice-president respectively. Using his scientific expertise, massive economic capital and dictatorial powers, Luther returns prosperity to his country. This is only part of a more general plan to provoke Superman into invading the United States. Luthor shows Olsen two of his greatest discoveries, the Phantom Zone, a place superhero superhearing cannot reach, and the Green Lantern Corps. Luthor confronts Superman in the Winter Palace. Broniak yanks Luthor deep into the recesses of the fortress to be converted surgically into a Superman robot, claiming that Lex would convince Superman to commit suicide in less than 14 minutes. Superman agrees that his hand has been forced and prepares to attack. First Lady Lois Luthor visits Paradise Island to forge an alliance with the Amazon Empire now ruled by an embittered and vengeful Wonder Woman. Superman attacks the East Coast, confronting and defeating the Green Lantern Marine Corps, which is led by Colonel Hal Jordan. The Amazon forces, commanded by Wonderland, attack Superman but are quickly defeated along with a collection of super menaces, including Atomic Skull, Parasite, and Doomsday, that Luther has put together over the years. Broniak's spaceship cuts a US specific fleet to pieces, and the two super beings meet at the White House. They are greeted by Lois Luther with the last weapon, a small note written by Lex that reads, Why don't you just put the whole world in a bottle, Superman? Realizing he has med- meddled in affairs he has no place in, Superman orders Brainiac to end the evasion. Brainiac, however, reveals that it has never been under Superman's control and is said to attack Superman with green radiation. Brainiac is shut down from the inside by a who evaded surgery. As the singularities powering Brainiac's ship threaten to collapse, Superman rockets into space where it explodes. The Earth is saved, but Superman is apparently dead. The Soviet Union falls into chaos, but is so- soon brought back under control thanks to the Batman. Resistance members who began wearing the costume after Batman's death, and Luther integrates many of Superman's and Brainiac's ideas into a new philosophy of Lutherism and forms the global United States. This becomes the defining moment for mankind's future as it enters an unprecedented age of peace and stability. A benevolent world government is formed and maintained. Luther presides over a string of scientific achievements including the curing of all known disease and colonization of the solar system. Luther lives for over 1,000 years. At Luther's funeral, it is revealed that Superman survived the explosion of Brainiac's ship and is apparently immortal. Superman attends the funeral wearing a business suit and thick glasses, essentially identical to the appearance of Clark Kent, an identity never adopted in this timeline. Luther's widow, Lois, sees this mysterious figure in the crowd and, other than an eerie sense of deja vu, suspects nothing. Superman walks quietly away from the ceremony, planning to live among humans rather than ruling over them. Billions of years in the future, Earth has been torn apart by tidal stresses from the sun which has become a red giant. Luther's descendant, Jor-El, sends his infant son, kal rocketing back into the past. The final panels of the comic book depict the landing of kal timeship time ship in a Ukrainian collective in 1938, effectively causing a predestination paradox and thus making Superman a descendant of Luther and Lois. Oof. Okay, lots to talk about. We should probably start from the start. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, I never as many notes on this. Uh, you know, Superman's full on Big Brother mode at this point.
2: Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and uh, more, um, a lot more, a lot more. in the picture as well. Um, from the start, you can see a lot more of the the influence Brainiac has now. Yeah.
0: Yeah, um, there's like little hives and stuff mm-hmm. on all the buildings.
2: And of course, a huge time jump as well. So, what is it? Sixty odd. Oh no! What is it? Sixty odd years? Uh,
0: I think Superman's says it's his 60,
4: 60 something birthday. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah,
3: what's It's that? another like thirty years, 30 years I think. Okay. It feels yeah, it like sixty years. third
0: birthday. So I think this is like two thousand three or four.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, um, I love that Action yeah, Comics yeah. one reference. Yeah. Yep. I just thought that was amazing, uh. <laughs> and I
3: mean, I like the giant Batman. key
0: for his fortress. He yeah. has his own fortress.
3: I like yeah. him playing chess. Kind of like he, in a way, is becoming like Luther was. Yeah, right. He, you know, and then when you because when you turn the page, you have this great shot of Luther, you know, as Belumpt. president and like, and it, it's like we just like we talked about the tethering of Batman and Superman. The tethering of Luther and Superman is interesting because this Luther starts out as a guy that we could probably get behind until he murders everybody. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: And then, like, here we have this, and like, I like how the Luther starts out, you know, with the full red hair, and then over time now he's bald. Yeah.
1: yeah.
3: Um, and, like, you said, like, it's like the different phases the scientist, the businessman, now president. Yeah. And it's like he he finally has decided to do something for his country, and like he starts to rebuild America, and putting all his skills, his genius to use. And it's just kind of sad that it's taken him this long.
1: But to there's, step also, in.
2: there's also there's also mention though. Doesn't Lois say something along the lines of he's just he doesn't care about the people. He's doing all all this is just a means to the end to. To get, get rid to of Superman, super- yeah, yeah, so his, exactly. his actions aren't, yeah, aren't kind of, um, you know, totally benevolent. They're, they're yeah. quite selfish. Um, but what's what's interesting is towards the end, with Superman apparently gone, he does flourish, doesn't he? He kind of really brings the world into a into a utopia.
0: Yeah, uh, which you know goes interesting places to say the
4: least. I don't.
0: Um, yeah, the thing is, I don't think that
4: that type of that stuff would have happened if um uh if if he didn't learn the lessons that he did back and forth from Superman.
0: Yeah, and he yeah. also used Superman and Brainiac's notes as well. Yes. Um, which you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: but, when, I mean, he accomplished massive things. Like he turned around.
3: Blow, the globe, the whole oh, yeah. world.
0: Actually. he lived until the fourth millennia. Um, yeah, <laughs> it,
3: it, but it's I mean, kind of one of those. Out, once yeah. he was the supreme power. You yeah, know, that's that's the thing is once he now is revealed reveal. I, laugh, I can't talk. Once he is now seen as the supreme power, yeah, and the greatest super man, like super earthling, superhuman. He, he does all these great things because now it's about praise to himself. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when he yeah. had somebody that opposed him, it was all about defeating that mm. opposition. It was never... And then once that was done, then he was like, oh, I guess I can do all this stuff now.
2: Which yeah. is very interesting and, and is what Superman touches on in the end as well. Like, you know, did the, did the Earth really need me at all? You, you know, um, uh, if Lex went on his way, man Superman had not existed, you know, they would have It would have flourished, you know, so... um, Interesting this relationship between Lex and Superman.
0: Yeah, and I'll I'll point out that Superman's very powerful in this universe. Uh, Obviously, more towards the pre-crisis levels than the post-crisis. Like, he's super powerful, and that brings me to our next point, that Lex is super smart, and is Lex... So, I'm torn, because I love how smart Lex is, because... He's such a legitimate threat to Superman with how smart he is in this book. But my other thing is, like, is Su- is Lex too smart? You know? Like, he pretty much wins everything in the end, yeah. except he's off by one decimal point and doesn't actually succeed in killing Superman, and Superman lives. Uh, that's, like, his only failure that he has. But it's like... I don't know. Is he is he too smart? Do you think like he never made any mistakes get that one, or do you think that like works for this story?
3: Uh, I think it works for this story yeah. because it shows. It just hammers in the point you made about um, Lex. If super like it hammers in the point of Superman wasn't there, would Lex have done this? Would Lex have achieved this? Yeah. Um, if Superman wasn't the way, did, did the world need him? I think. You need Lex to be that smart for that idea to work. Okay. Um, in so, this story content.
4: So in the end, um, you know, there's in the in the last issue, there's um, the page early on where Superman is playing chess with what seems yeah. to be like a robot arm, and then uh, towards the end of the issue, uh, there is a similar picture of lex playing chess with a robot arm you feel that um yeah um, maybe not unbeknownst to superman or maybe they did that they're actually playing each other in this Mm. game of chess um that they do in the end um out of out of all of the things that they have done both of them the mistakes that they have made the um the letter. Uh, Why don't you just put the whole world in a bottle, Superman? Uh, the mistakes that they both have made, the loss of lives, and things like that. That they are. That they actually did um, become friends, as opposed to um, enemies, as they seemed their whole lives. They both had the the same idea of trying to make the world flourish and to save people, but. Um, this their competing
0: ideologies. I wouldn't say friends, but they definitely got a respect for each other.
3: That's that's kind of where I would go. And I mean, yeah, like, even I don't want to. Well, even with
4: his well played old friend, it's you know yeah. not like friends, like like best no. friends or anything, but um it's a respect. Uh,
3: mutual. Yeah,
4: mutual. Yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah. yeah. Um, I was gonna say, I think. I don't want to jump to the end, but it was in the summary. If you look at this, that Superman is actually the great uh, like the great grandson to the 51st power mm. of Luthor and then that idea of similarities in DNA and then you go back and you see those scenes of like the chess and the way they're doing it. Yeah, it is almost, it's a trait.
0: Um, um, yeah, I'll I'll go into that I guess I I thought Green Lantern was really cool I like the the scene with Hal being the prisoner and stuff Um, yeah
3: yeah. I I, I do too but it gets kind of crazy when it talks about how he like built this mine thing (laughs) and then he built the prison and put them all in it and like you see him sitting there with his machine gun like
1: that's
2: that's, showing his willpower I mean like it was the, the nth degree willpower yeah you know
1: and they
0: had, uh, yeah. they had Kyle Rayner as well.
3: Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, uh, which is funny. If um, he had that much willpower, his construct should have been a lot more powerful. Like, he actually yeah. might have been able to take on Superman. Well, I, I feel like
0: that. it shows how powerful Superman is. You know? Like, he, he went through the Green Lanterns and the Amazonians like a hot knife through butter. Like, he had no. Like, these guys were built up, they were hyped up, and he just yeah. demolished them.
2: And, and this like, is, because, is this because he's absorbed all the solar energy? And this is the whole reason? He's older and he's so he's more powerful? Is that the idea?
0: Yeah, I would say so. I, Plus, I think this I would, Superman is generally, like, more the pre-crisis power levels than the um, post-crisis as well.
3: I would say that because they're playing off the idea of him landing in the 30s. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, good
3: point. Um, well, yeah, and, I mean, you have... Yeah. Um, yeah, I was, I was just like, I'm just flipping through and looking at, you know, we do have when Brainiac turns, and we're talking about Superman wiping them all out.
0: I love the the, the, green the thing. Is that like a stuffed Dark Side in his fortress? Right. I
3: was <laughs> gonna say yeah, that, like, yeah. I want to see that battle, like, because there's the Titanic. I thought was hilarious. Well, that that's how
0: but, that's how you know Superman's super powerful. If he's taking out like Doomsday and Dark Side like it's nothing. You know, well, we don't know that he took out Darkseid like it was nothing, but he certainly takes out Doomsday like it's nothing. Mm. Um, you know, And what's that, what was that line where house like, uh, fly at an altitude where you won't kill any yeah. birds? I, no, yeah, I, I thought
2: that was just meant to be a quirky thing. I had no idea what that yeah. was about.
0: Yeah, I thought it was a bit strange. I, I liked it, but it was a bit strange. I, I wasn't sure yeah. I was, like, missing something.
3: Um, I did... I d- I do like this line, Superman. A thought-based weapon against someone who can move at ten times the speed of thought. (laughs) Uh, Too smart, Colonel Jordan. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the Superman showing off his power level there, just waving it around. (laughs) I I loved the... uh... Okay, so... Before we get to the Brainiac thing there's obviously the famous uh, why don't you put the whole world in a bottle for Superman. Um, so I remember the Ra- Ray... At the end. Yeah, yeah, the note. I remember Ray, you said you weren't that big on it, but I-, I loved it. I loved that that opened Superman's eyes and pointed out, dude, you're just like Brainiac. Yeah, I-,
2: um, I don't know. I just think for a guy that has managed to dominate the world and to run a whole government, you know, a whole system... Um, there's got to be a mental fortitude there, and, and to be brought down by like a simple little, <laughs> little heckle, I, I think is a bit. Um, I think it was a bit weak. But they uh, they
0: hype it up. They're like Lex put, I know. I know Lex but knows it, Superman's insecurities and his feelings of guilt, and he puts it all into one note. Yeah, but this is um, all this
2: is all such a big risk when, as a writer, you do this because, as a reader, um, well, for me, um, yeah. as a re- it's going to have to be a pretty damn good sentence. So a lot of yes. hinges on whether that, that actually... And, and I don't know, just the thought of, you know, this guy's been living... He's been in the game for more than 30 years um, in, in communism. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, he's had to deal with a lot of stuff. And just to be brought down by a simple one, you know, one line...
0: But I feel like... well, Like yeah. he... Up to this point, right, You mean he's lived like this, but he's never realised the similarities between him and Brainiac. Like, it's just something that has escaped his mind. And as soon as he sees that, he realizes, oh, this is what I am. This is who I am. Who I am. This is what I'm doing in this context, you know? I, yeah.
3: I look at it in that same way. Um, but I also look at, have you ever, like, had an, an emotion, a feeling, or something that once you expressed it or once it was said or once it was admitted, yeah. you just changed? You had a realization. Um, you have that just, yeah, that exact, yeah. like, um, oh, my gosh, it's like an epiphany um you know when somebody says something or um and it just changes you're like it's been there the whole time but I couldn't understand it and that's kind of yeah what I, like. I saw yeah. With this you to know and to, your, to like, your point about the writer
1: yeah. that's
3: to me it's it's that same gamble of when you have like an invasion movie and all you have to do is take out like the mothership yeah. or the leader and all the drones fall you build yeah. up this huge you build up this huge army and arsenal, but really all they have to do is take out one thing
1: yeah yeah
3: when you're, you're I mean, like, I uh. that. you well, that's
2: a good point because that that exactly is the same kind of
3: hmm.
2: um, anticlimactic feeling I get when I see something like that as well. it's kind of yeah I yeah.
0: guess I guess really it comes down to if it lands, it lands it obviously didn't land with you um, yeah. and like obviously that's not your problem or anything like I'm just like it for me it lands it, and it lands like every time i think it's so good because it's it's not like it's some random thing like it's like it's yeah
2: yeah no that's, su- comparing uh,
0: superman to brainiac and brainiac is like a famous superman villain who yeah. has caused superman's biggest failure or whatever which is the bottled city and yeah. you know so for me it really works um yeah. The big thing is them hyping it up as
2: Lex, you know, obviously a very smart guy, um, c- kind of whittling it down to the essence of what will really get to Superman. So, I mean, that's that's what was kind of pushing the believability of this for yeah. me.
0: But, okay. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. I, I think maybe yeah. actually, actually, even if you maybe for me, if you didn't even if we didn't see it, well, what he wrote and it just had him looking at the piece of paper, or maybe that would have been better. I don't Ooh, that, know. That, that's, cool. that's
1: risky. Yeah. That's yeah. Risky.
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's quite the that hot take, there. Um Because that that I, I get that, but man, I can yeah. just see that pissing so many people off and it being considered lazy. Well,
2: ambiguity, you know.
0: like
3: um, the uh, yeah. But do you I not mean, get guess, vibes guess, but, of like
0: Batman beating up Wonder Woman off
3: screen? You know, um, yeah. like yeah. exactly. Like that made me mad.
2: Yeah, yeah, I can see your point. I mean, but it it seems like, I think both ways has its pros and cons. Um, Yeah. So this one didn't really work for me. I I probably would have preferred the other, but obviously there are readers out there that this really resonated with. So, I mean, in either way, it's an effective way to do it. I
0: think, yeah. I think because, as I said, it worked for me because I think it's a good thing to point out to, like, Superman specifically, that he's acting like, just like one of his villains and he's exhibiting qualities that he absolutely despises. Yeah. And, like, Brainiac, I mean, Brainiac's not his arch nemesis, but, like, he kind of borderline is sometimes. Like, he's definitely one of Superman's biggest villains, and he's a personal villain as well. So, on that little quote yeah. for me, but I can see if it doesn't work for you. It works for most people. Um, yeah. So I would say that he, quote-unquote, got away with it. <laughs> um, I mean, can, I,
2: can I say something, like, really... <laughs> really um, potentially controversial here. Is this about don't burning don't buildings? More. No, no, no. Okay, it's about like, yeah. okay, say for instance, if, if I got this letter, this letter, yeah. and it's, it's something like, oh, you're just like Hitler, I'm not going to crumble and, and just fall into a heap, you know?
0: But do you have a personal so, connection to Hitler, though?
2: But, I mean, we we know what he's done uh, over, the, you know, he's, he's the most heinous. I mean, I'm just trying to think of, I mean, because you won't be able to relate if I try to think of someone that I personally know that say, okay. you know.
0: It, but um, if someone who wronged you, yeah, like, because well, Brainiac is like, he has wronged Superman in the sense yeah. that he's taken his people and, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not like just saying, oh, Superman, you're like Satan. Um, yeah. You well, know, that's what it like, comes
2: comes across as like well you know in the sense that it's just name calling it's like well you can get over it seriously mm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know I
0: think I think the the connection between Superman and Brainiac yeah is there throughout this whole story yeah. and it's been set up as well with the bottled city and stuff and how grief, like guilty Superman feels about this bottled city so like it's a it's like I don't think it's name calling I think it's like it's a personal connection that Superman has with this failure of his and this big antagonist of his specifically. Um, yeah. but like, uh, yeah, I, when I people get... get older, they always,
4: when people get older, they always reflect on the things that they have done in the past, you yeah. know, reg- regrets and things that they would change. And I mean, yeah. just, yeah. The idea that, uh, I mean, you know, yeah. he's, he's doing exactly what he's doing exactly the opposite of what he wanted um, to do. Yeah, what he wanted to do, uh, like he not swore just, never not be just like help this. people. Yeah, not just not just help people and, and make sure that everybody got what they needed, but also, you know, he's he's literally taking lives away from people. Like they, they don't have, they can't live live a life. All they have is is the the basic necessities in, in life. Um, they don't choice has been taken away from them. Like like he's inflicting
0: trip, what, yeah. Sorry. his his will on the, on the world. Which is exactly what Brainiac did, and he's, always, he's condensed Brainiac a few times before for doing this to people, and he's just realised he's done the exact same thing as Brainiac did to his people, so he's just, yeah. you know... I, I get, like, I can't... I'm not trying to convince you, because obviously, like... It, no, no, sure. um, I'm just saying, like, this is where I come from, and this is where we come I, from, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: no, I mean, yeah, I mean, so, I mean, that was my point, really, just that it was a a lot riding on it, you know, because they did build it up. Um, They did. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: Yeah,
2: a little uh, disappointed. But the the ending, though, was after that, and
0: the whole Um, Brainiac... I do just want to mention... Yeah, sure, sure. Brainiac's behind it all is awesome. I love that. I love the fact that he never actually... Uh, yes. rewired Brainiac. I love the fact that Brainiac was too smart for that crap and he wasn't a stooge. Uh, he's finally, you know,
2: done justice, right? The the writers have done Brainiac justice. I'm only citing Brainiac in the most recent Superman issue, or was it? The, um, Action? Action 101?
0: Um, oh, yeah, God, that that <laughs> yeah. is a goof. Yeah, no, this Brainiac. He's he's a, this is he's real, a Brainiac. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, he gets wrecked pretty quickly, though, by Lex. But still, it was a good reveal. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I also love how Lex renames Metropolis Lexor.
2: So how did Lex how did Lex survive that being being taken by Brainiac?
0: Um, well, he got in there and he rewired him from the core, essentially.
2: He was okay. So he somehow escaped all those um, doohickeys around him, being injected or whatever, um, and he managed to rewire it from within.
0: I don't think he got injected. I think I think yeah, he just, he pretty much said. It took me into its core to turn me into a Superman robot, but since yeah. it took me into its core, I was able to actually rewire it because of why well, would you bring me into its core? Because I'm really smart. Look how smart I am. Yeah, 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 again, <laughs> I think
2: this is a bit of a <laughs> bit of a loose thing. Um, yeah. I can't say uh, unless Lex had superhuman strength. Well, that, that's kind like of
0: that. one of the things I mean where it's like, is Lex yeah. too, too good? You know what mm. I mean? Yeah, um, well, this
2: instance, I think so. I think it's a bit too too far reach, um, yeah. because I was surprised because either one of my favorite scenes from this um, this third issue was that abrupt taking of Lex by Brainiac with all those tentacles. I thought that was just like that was a shock moment for me, and I was like, oh, that's so cool. And it would and have like, been
0: cool to see Luther get brought down a peg.
2: Yeah, and that was, that was that was like he's gone. I was like, oh, I would have expected more grandiose ending.
0: To, but to then he's Batman who laughed his way out of there. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Pretty much. yeah. yeah. But, uh, but
2: having said that, though, the ending with Lex, I, I, I enjoyed, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, so, do you have anything to say about before, like, the epilogue, or...
3: Uh, up to this point? I would have maybe liked a little bit more of a drama... Dialogue between Superman and Diana. Yeah. Uh, Yeah,
1: yeah.
3: yeah. Because it's just kind of he flies through her. And he... uh, Why are you siding with them like this, Diana? I'm trying to save the world here, you idiot. And it says... Yeah. um, Wonder Woman, fall down and take care of your casualties. I don't know. I would have liked... Something kind of in the sense of maybe as he's flying, she's whispering to him... And he can hear it, because um, all he says is, "Don't make me do this, Diana. I don't want to hurt you, but I will if I have to. Um, your choice, princess." Like just because like the last issue was so much about the weight of their relationship,
1: yeah, yeah. I
3: would have liked because this is like where he's full on dick mode.
1: Yes, um, yeah, you know, like the
4: thirty weird. years past Like she went from comatose to being an adversary. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, I get that. Uh, like she should have whispered some you're a jerk to him and you know mm. try to point out something how much like
3: I, you know like like superman like almost like her last stand to talk to him kind of like almost a precursor to the letter okay like something like i've been by your side for all these years and i've helped you do so much but this is wrong superman you have to yeah. stop that would be good um yeah. so you. that so like, like it's the yeah. words that she's saying she's building up in his mind Trying to start to point out what he's done and who he is so that when he gets that letter from Lex, it's even more of that gut punch.
0: Well, yeah. I feel like – um, I mean I don't think she was in it for those reasons, though. I think she was in it to stick it to Superman for what he did. I don't think there right. was any like, mean, I, moral reason she was doing it.
3: And I mean you could have twisted it that way, but it's just yeah. you know, starting the process of him getting his faults pointed out to him. Yeah. yeah um it's all it's all i'm saying like she has her own reasons but like almost and i don't want to boil it down to like the bitter like i loved you you didn't love me but just kind of like i've given yeah. you everything
2: yeah
3: and you're at a point now where you've gone too far yeah, yeah. It, it just would have had
2: a bit more closure between the two it would have tied things up i thought yes yeah.
3: well, i um, guess that,
0: that's one of the reasons superman says it's like one of his biggest regrets because there wasn't closure like that was the yeah. last time they interacted you know. Um, yeah. Any anything else anyone to add before we go to the epilogue? No, I'm I'm, I'm good. Yeah, hold
3: it. all good. Yeah, all right. Think I'm pretty
0: good. So let's get to the epilogue. So okay, we have you know Lex. We've already mentioned Lex does all this stuff and mm-hmm. you know cures all diseases and everyone lives yeah. in Superman seemingly immortal. Because uh, he's still there a thousand years later, and he doesn't look like he's aged. Yeah. Uh, and um, then Superman starts swimming at how the Red Sun is getting big, his powers are dimming, and that there's a scientist called Jor-El, who's a Luthor descendant, mm. a descendant of Luthor, saying that the planet's going to blah blow, blah blow, blah blow up, whatever, because of the Red Sun. Um... So, obviously, Jor-El, they have a baby called Kal-El, sends Kal-El back into the past to try and change the world so it doesn't end up like it is, and I don't like it.
1: Okay.
0: (laughs) Uh, I get that. So, I do just want to point out real quick that uh, Superman being sent by Jor-El from the future to the past before Earth exploded, was uh, one of the original ideas that Jerry Siegel came up with for Superman.
3: Had that so, in my notes.
0: Ah, oh, cool. Um, and this was also apparently Grant uh, Morrison claims that he oh. directly gave Mark Miller this ending.
3: Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. My my thing with this ending is. I think it's kind of a neat, especially now that we've established this as a complete Elseworlds tale. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like I. It's interesting that yeah, he's sending him to the past. Um, they don't say Krypton, so that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, but I would have been interesting if they were just rocking him out from the planet, and you know, wormhole magic or whatever it went to the past. Like they didn't deliberately send him to the past; it just happened. Mm. But then. What I was telling James before is like the last page says the Ukraine-Russia 1938, and it's him crash landing in Russia, which just proves that this whole thing is just a, a loop, a cycle. Like it's going to start again. But how yeah. much more interesting had it been if the last page was him crashing in America yeah, in 1938?
0: That would, be, that so would have been way better, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Because,
3: but, no, I, I, I say it would have, and I'll tell you why because one you can look at the whole red sun superman as like a pre a prequel series like all that happened and then through that time loop now we have the modern superman story but even in the context of the book you could think because luther said at the beginning like if superman had been american we could have been friends mm-hmm. so that it ends with the ideal and the hope that oh superman's going to be american yeah. what would this lex and superman accomplish together
0: but I, yeah. I kind of feel like that. That's also oh. in the vein of like Russian Superman bad, American Superman good. You know what I mean? Like, right? Yeah. So um, is the is oh.
4: is the problem you have the time loop, or is the problem you have the fact that he
0: is a descendant of Luther? Okay, I love the descendant of Luther thing. I think that's mm. great. Okay. And as you said, it like lined up well with some things in the previously in the issue, like the chess and stuff, and. But, like, what I hate is the time loop thing because, yeah, it's a neat twist. But mm. it's a neat twist That's because, like, nothing matters in this story. Nothing mm. matters. It's all just going to blow up again, and Superman doesn't make a difference by going back into the past. Like, that's my problem with it. It's this cherry on top that's actually a poison cherry. <laughs> and, you know, it makes you realize that everything is worthless. Um, so... Like, it's like, oh, look how cool this twist is. Oh, but it's actually a detriment to the story. It's kind of like an M. Night Shyamalanadou twist, you know? <laughs> um, like, I get where the idea came from, the original concepts. And it's cool, yeah. but man, like, it just doesn't work with the rest of this story. In my opinion. Uh,
1: you know, so, I'm down. Think- on it. Yeah.
4: The, the thing is... The, the one thing that I'm curious about is um, so is it a time loop or does a possible um, I don't know say sequel type story because uh, they never bring up anything about um, his knowledge of his home world or the knowledge of where he came from. Um, does he ever does he ever get the idea of or, or being spoke to uh, by Jarrell as Superman does in so many iterations uh, goodbye my son go back and change the world so that way uh, so that we may not become this cold complacent lot go back and bring a little light to our lives again
1: Well, it, it feels he, like does time, he ever get
0: like that knowledge yeah well because I would say he doesn't because he lands in the exact same place that he lands at, like. Mm. The start of the story, or whatever, he lands in the Ukraine on a collective. Yeah. Farm. Um. You know, so to me, this indicates that oh, this is how the story started, and this is also how the story will end. It's like a time loop, and it's just it's a bummer time loop because the Earth blows up every time at the end, and Superman fails in his mission. Well, maybe like jor fails in his mission, I guess. You know, Superman doesn't make any difference. <laughs>
2: You're talking about billions of... Years, I mean, about the Earth blowing up, like, billions of years down the track. Or, you know, however, however much it is as well. I, I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, like, but the they still loop, end up in
3: the
0: same spot, though. You yeah, know,
2: yeah. It'll always yeah, end that's up.
3: that's inevitability. With, that's the whole you know, nature
0: of the time, loop. Like, it, it's, uh That's really pessimistic, then. <laughs>
2: yeah, it is. It is. Um, but it's like, it's,
0: oh, Superman also blows up with them as well, I'm assuming. Because he's still yeah. alive at this point, but he doesn't have his powers, so...
2: Yeah. So it's um yeah it's a for me it was very weird like weird way to end it um because it did seem like a a very different thing but it kind of made sense with part of the epilogue of of Lex kind of um, doing well for Earth and and it prospering and everything like that. So I guess yeah. it kind of melded in there with that, but yeah, I mean, it is a very pessimistic thing. But you know, hey, everything's not a happy ending. I, I,
0: <laughs> I oh, I'm not like saying it. everything has to be a happy ending, but like this story was like, you know, Superman found redemption at the end and stuff, you mm. know. And this well, like, how a, does this uh, yeah. how does this ending thematically tie in with the rest of what I've read outside of like just this epilogue? You know, like I just feel mm-hmm. like it doesn't tie in with anything. In a it, it, thematic
2: purpose, uh, it, it did so. Yeah, as I said, it did seem very kind of out of nowhere. But um, I think with it tying in with Lex after the the death of Superman, you know, um, after the thing with Brainiac and him actually improving the Earth, uh, I, I really didn't know. I didn't know or expect what was going to happen at the end. And I just found this quite a, um, a a refreshing way. I did not expect this ending. That's all. Um, yeah. And and it kinda of gives that feeling of, oh wow, cool. So there's that kind of heavy feeling of, yep, this is a loop, Okay. And that was the that was the, the effect for me. And of course, as you said, Tyler, it, it's it's packed into the Else kind of universe. So I'm happy to just take it for what it is. And yeah.
0: I mean that's that's fine, but I just I wish I wish this had more setup or more relevance to the story. <laughs> because I feel like it's pretty telling that Morrison gave him this ending and kinda of slapped it off you yeah. know?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, like, if there was more foreshadowing or more subtle hints to the yeah. fact that Superman was from the future and it was a time loop, then I'd be down yeah. with it. Even if yeah. it was pessimistic, but there just wasn't. Yeah. Until yeah. the epilogue. Um, yeah.
2: It, it did feel, I didn't I don't want to say tacked on, because I think it's it's done a lot better than being just tacked on, but mm. it did feel kind of separate or different from the rest of the, the whole kind of story, so...
4: Um, when when you said that yeah Morrison- it doesn't it doesn't add anything to no. to the rest of the story
2: no and then when you said that Morrison wrote it, it like it, to me it's like oh yeah that makes sense it's like it it seemed like another writer had <laughs> kind of come in and done something yeah
0: um yeah. so it's like yeah uh, it's, uh to me like it doesn't add anything to the story is uh, for me it's like it subtracts from the story. This ending is like an actual it detriment. Cool oh. <laughs> it gave it a cool ending.
3: I mean, well, I mean, I think, but like, like a cool it, ending, it, it, like just because stopped yeah. the page before, you could have you could have stopped with, um, it, take out some of the uh, the wording, yeah. But you could just take the last four panels and say goodbye, my son. Make a uh, make a better world, and then you could have saw the rocket. And put like the end, and ended yeah, I, it with just the with just the twist of Jarrell being a future descendant of Lex Luthor. Um, and then yeah. you know, because then we're like, oh wow, like they sent off yeah. Kal like, yeah, and then you kind of, and yeah. then you're like, oh wow, like, wait yeah. a minute, what does that mean, you know? And then it lets you puzzle and like yeah. think about it a little bit more than actually giving us that final page of him landing back in the Ukraine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I agree that. I- be good ending as well i mean
4: yeah knowing that superman comes from comes from the future that Mm. he's a descendant of luther and comes from the future yeah that would have been that probably would have been enough
1: yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. when
4: you think about it well it's just like yeah the last five panels the four panels and the last page yeah it does kind of like okay well now this yeah it's a time loop so yeah it's it's going to happen all they're going to end up in the
0: same place and it just yeah. it you know, wasn't it took- set up. Like, this is something that, like, you would have to deal with pretty heavily, thematically, I think, to set up the fact, can can Superman kind of change, like, or hint at it, at least, that, you know, but it just wasn't. It wasn't explored. This story was about the relationship between Superman and Lex and Superman as a character kind of, you know, becoming this dictator but then realising that, it's against his moral center completely, and he's off base. It's not about uh, the time loop, you know? It's no, not about you, the fact yes. that... No, you're
3: right. If, if you would have had more panels throughout of Superman and Lex talking, because uh, I feel like after that idea was presented, they kind of, in the third book, kind of padded out, like with maybe with the chess scene or... Um, but like I think if you would have had more scenes of like Superman, kind of that classic... Lex on his balcony, Superman flying in, much like how book two starts yeah. um, you know, with them talking. If we would have had more of those type moments about how we could have been friends, I see myself and you. I see us having connection um, and things like that or even, like you said, with the chess, that the idea they were playing each other without yeah. realizing it or they didn't know they were playing each other. Um, well, maybe they could have... Then been... you have that ending. Like but then could've... I think, like you said... It detracts from the story that you're telling, like because if you wanted to just tell the story about Superman, the time loop and everything, that could fit in another Superman book. That's its own
0: know? story, like that. A twist like yeah. this, like it deserves its own story, like its own different set of themes to tell it. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't really fit in to this, from what I saw, and like maybe if you planted more seeds, like Lex and Superman's rivalry is bad for humanity, and will end with the destruction of Earth, maybe something like that, you know? Um, but, yeah, like, for, it's just, it's always bugged me, it still bugs me, everyone's like, it's a cherry on top, and I'm like, yeah, but it it's not part of the cake. <laughs> you
3: know? It's, you know, if, like, I, I, could, just, like, <laughs> I could just picture a panel of, of, yeah. Le- of Lois yelling at Lex, like, you both are two stubborn men who neither one will concede to the other, and because of it, you will destroy the world together. Like, something like that, because Lois plays such a... Because, I mean, the whole story is in somewhat narrated by Superman from what we perceive as a future time. Yeah. Um, and I just, I don't know, like, looking at it, going back to, like, book one where his his comments and his, like, aren't as much. Like, we don't get as much Superman voiceover in the first issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. it's just kind of when we get to the part about him saving people that we get the the comments him really heavily, but it's not till uh, I think you know book two where it kind of changes. But
1: yeah,
2: look, well, I think I think this ending is just it. I don't think it's a cherry on top, but I think if you do kind of plant seeds throughout the way. Throughout the way, you're not going to get the same effect. I mean, the, the whole the whole point of this ending is to to make you just go, oh, what the what the hell? You you know what I mean? So pretty much,
1: yeah. That but
0: that's connect. like that's M Night tier writing though, and that's why a lot of his <laughs> movies don't work because he has these awesome twists that don't like they're not, you know. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah.
0: So well,
2: I mean, it's it's different. I mean, this isn't a... I don't see this as, as a twist that kind of changes. Like it, it's. It's just it's a, it is a gimmick at the end and and all it but I think it needs to be just brought in spontaneously for it to actually I think the the purpose of it is to to shock and surprise at the end and if you just if you set it up all the way through the whole story you're not going to get surprised at the end if you know it's a loop from issue one then like. What the hell? What, what's the point of yeah, having it? Re-
0: but like, at the end? why why would you need to do this shock and surprise twist at uh, the end? It's not the well, way the story has been written so far. This no, story didn't have like cliffhangers and stuff. It's been like, it uh, doesn't fit in with the pacing or anything either.
3: Um, I'm gonna theorize something here. Yeah. I'm gonna th- I'm gonna throw this out here and say that th- that part gets cut from the movie. Mm, I'm I doubt with, it. With, I, I
0: think, think it. this part's pretty popular, honestly.
3: But, but I I you know but I'm, i and I say this because one, um, the Red Sun movie kind of gives me a Gotham by Gaslight feel with it being an Elseworld tale that they're going to try to condense, um, and they might they're going to change some things to make it work for the movie, but then thinking about how they did Hush, or part of like well. the good like part of the twist in Hush, no spoilers here, people, uh, spoilers, but. You know, in Hush, like the whole point was Tommy Elliott's major role in that story, and they completely bypassed that. And I'm wondering if some of the things that we're discussing that quite work or don't work will be retooled or Mm. left out completely in the film.
0: It will be interesting to see how it's different. Man, I just hope the animation's better than what we've seen.
4: Gotham by Gaslight was was different because they had to pad it out. That was like a regular issue, you know? So, um, Hush, they actually had to condense because it was so many issues. Um, which, this one here is, is kind is. of in between. Well, this one here is almost in between, you know. You got, you got three issues, you know. You've got a beginning, a middle, and an end. Um, now, what are they going to use and what are they not going to use? That's definitely the question. What works, what doesn't for the translation to, from medium to medium.
3: Yeah. I mean, another one might be... <clears throat> I haven't read it in a while, and James, you and I have talked about... We might have to do that as an upcoming crossover episode. Um, looking back at, at All-Star Superman. Right. Because yeah, that changed the want- bit. We've been wanting to review that book, James and I have, mm-hmm. and then talk about the movie. And maybe I should... Re- I might rewatch the movie because I remember so much of in that book of stuff that I thought was interesting that yeah. wasn't... In the film, and it's one of those stories that I like, but I don't revere as, like, the greatest Superman story of all time. Like some people do. Um, But I need to revisit it. So that's kind of where my mind is going into this film. Right. Um, Yeah. This this story I like, but I don't have it. It's not as near and dear to my heart as certain elements were, like, say, in Hush that were changed. Okay. Um, you know, uh, I like the Thomas Elliot thing in Hush because I like the whole backstory about Tommy was angry that Batman's dad had actually saved his parents' life instead of just letting them die. Um, hmm. You know, and then the idea of Bruce being bullied as a child. I thought those were interesting themes that were in that book that were omitted from the film. Right.
0: Um, yeah, well, I, I guess we'll see. Uh, so... Do we? I feel like. Uh, does anyone else have anything else to say about Red Sun, or should we go to the ratings?
3: I said we'd go to the ratings. We've been rambling yeah. for a while. We could keep. Team
4: okay. has a
3: you know a house to build. You guys have sleep to get.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Actually, I'm going to have to be getting off here very shortly to get
0: ready to head out the door. No worries. Um, I guess just my quick closing thoughts is this seems to be the most popular Superman story. It seems to, like, a lot of people who aren't Superman fans and people who dislike Superman seem to like this story, which I find odd, to be quite honest, because uh, this is a very Superman-centric story, um, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, so it, it does have that weird kind of reputation where it seems to be widely regarded. Uh, okay.
2: even, even more you, so than King of
0: ca- I would say
4: so, You kind of yeah. get, like... You kind of get like you get the the, you get Superman and you get the ideals of Superman, but then you also get Superman as somewhat of the villain. So you kind of get a bit of uh, a nice bit of everything out of this story for Superman, I would say, as opposed to, you know, what people say him just being the Boy Scout and being boring or say people, you know, injustice, he's the villain and, you know, you don't you don't like him because of the way he's portrayed in that, you know, you kind of get a little bit of both and
0: he's not, he's not 100% um, one way or the other. Yeah. He, he is very, especially in the first issue though, he is very close to um, normal Superman, but uh, yeah, yeah, that was just, yeah, just cause I found it interesting that it was so popular. Um, but I do think, yeah. Uh, so who wants to go first? Um, uh, I guess, uh, okay. Okay. Oh, actually, let's let our guests go first. Oh it's yeah. Polite, Mister Zod.
1: Um. All right. I
0: will. I'll go. Um. So this
4: is only the second time that I've actually read Superman, uh, Red Sun. Um. So, getting to like look at stuff more and to um speculate more on it. Uh. First. Yeah. First issue is definitely the best and my favorite. Um. The it, it does kind of go downhill um, by the third one, um, just the way the, the time gaps and some certain things are uh, omitted and done off panel, um, taking down Supergirl or Wonder Woman and um, uh, why, why she's in conflict with Superman in the third issue. So uh, what are we doing this out of 10?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, let's do this 10- um ten vodkas out of ten. <laughs> ten oh, well, <laughs> sorry, that wasn't my rating, but an example. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um
4: so uh I I give this uh eight vodkas out of ten. Yeah. Um if there were if there were some some things added in there, um and then you know, like we said with the ending, uh like it's, it's a really cool and interesting twist, but when you start to think about it, it's like, um, uh, when it, does it just, does it just happen over and over again? Um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the, 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 descendant of being Luther was, uh, from being, uh, from Luther was a very interesting, uh, idea and that Superman comes from the future yeah. as opposed to another planet Um, some very interesting, uh, things happen. It's a very good book. Uh, like I said, lots of good Superman stuff. Uh, he's, he's essentially Superman in the beginning. He kind of goes to the villain side, but then he also, he also like redeems himself, um, to be, to, to do what he, what he believes is right again or to do what is right again. So it's a good arc. Mm -hmm. Um, it's maybe just some of the, the time jumps and some of the things that happen off panel that you just have to buy. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay. So that's probably what knocks it down a little bit, but I give it an eight out of 10. Mm
0: -hmm. All right, cool. Um,
3: I go a lot with what James said. Uh, I, you know, thinking about, and like really, it's one of those things like, Oh my God, did you get that twist? That was Mm -hmm. crazy. And then when you start to like, think about it, and like go over it and then like you said does it can really connect to the story that we were just experienced and told uh, then I, I, I don't so I give this a 7 out of 10 I don't want to trade over a lot of what you know because I agree a lot with what James said but um, I just I, I you know I like it um, I, I really like the first um book like i said before starting out the second book has some interesting things but then i think by the third i just i'm not as invested in the story by the third because that's where you get like your third act just if this was a film this is your huge just cg romp um climax and then the epilogue is interesting as it kind of where it goes uh and i mean just the whole luther's thing is i think is awesome um you know, I like the Descendant of Luther uh, that, and then but as soon as you do that it brings up the time travel aspect, so mm. I give it a 7.
0: Yeah. Cool. Alright, Ray, uh, you next. I feel like going last.
2: <laughs> well, so reason, the reason why I wanted to go first is because I'm just very wary of my scoring system compared to others and I didn't want to, you know, be the last one and, and kind of come with a like a low score but um having said that i'm, I'm pleased to say that i'll i'll give this a, a good seven and a half it was right in between you guys um because i did enjoy it and and uh from what we've discussed <laughs> i enjoyed it for many different reasons than, than you guys um so that that's actually a sign of a good a good story good art people are, are getting different things from it people are enjoying it on different levels um mm-hmm. for me it progressively got better, um, only because, well, again, I'll, I'll always say as well, I'm a big actions guy, and I don't care to um, – I don't care. I mean, I'll, I'll admit it. I do enjoy that aspect of, of writing as well. I thought it was a very solid setup, um, and I think things started to really ramp up with, um, I guess, the interrupt Batman and then the other, the other characters um, dealing with Superman, which, which I guess would be inevitable uh, in this sort of scenario yeah uh yes yeah, so a seven and a half um, and, and certain shortcomings uh, which I found um and certain things like the ending which I found quite quite good um, yeah you know, not not like it's not like one of the things I wouldn't say I mean, it's not like a cherry on top it's not the thing that just has defined this whole this whole arc but um yeah. I did I yeah. did enjoy the ending um so yeah, I enjoyed it for a lot of different reasons. a seven and a half for me is 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 pretty good. In the fact that uh, I would revisit this again, I would consider just adding this to the collection, uh, that sort of thing. So, um,
0: I mean, yeah, that's so the I'm highest gonna, praise you can do, I think, considering adding it to a collection. <laughs> um,
3: yeah, yeah. I want to see what you what you pointed, out right, pointed out right there. Yeah. If this is <coughs> this is, <coughs> ending, ending, is what you, what walk, you walk away with the story, and that's what made the story story for you, you mm-hmm. then the book the book.
4: I, I do agree with the the uptick in the action. I I am a an action person myself, so um, the issues do get more exciting as it goes along. It's just with some of the um, some with, of the time gaps and and the things that you don't get to see that either you just have to go with or there's that there's no explanation for. That's just I mean it's it's minor. really in my opinion um as as the story goes because it does cover a lot of ground um so i do think that the issues get more exciting as it does progress um but uh it's just the the details that aren't there as the story progresses that's that's what you know puts the first one i don't know it's it's like the the first one out of a trilogy you know what i mean the the um first movie is usually the best and you know you see where things go from there
2: yeah mm. i mean and also just as well just finally testament to mark miller as well for uh, moving parts in this story so it's quite a sizable story i mean those three issues are each quite large themselves um so he he's, he's put a lot in there uh and i think he's juggled it really well
0: i mean yeah,
2: in, yeah. Shortcomings, as you mentioned, which we've discussed and which are there. I mean, it's not perfect, but I think for the most part, the, the ensemble uh, is, done, is done pretty well.
0: Um, I do have a question for you, Ray, since you're a resident Superman newbie and you're yes. also uh, the freshest here when it comes to reading because this is your first time, and I'm assuming you like Superman to some extent as well. So I have two mm-hmm. questions. One question. Yes. Do you think... So you know a lot about Russian history and politics. Do you think it does that side justice, and do you also think it does the character of Superman justice from your perception so far? Uh, um,
2: yeah, that's a difficult question. I think because they've done well enough to not really dive too much into the Russian history to actually make that yeah. of any relevance to to the story. Uh, it's really just a pretty much a backdrop to to it's the only story. Only the first
0: issue, I think, really. Yeah,
2: so I can't can't really comment on on that. Um, but uh, I, I think, uh, you know, as I, I mentioned at the beginning, uh, totally changed my... Well, I was expecting something totally different from Red Sun, this this book. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised that it's actually gone the other way uh, and yep. not just made Superman the evil Russian, which is always, you know, <laughs> well, has been the case before. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad that... Uh, yeah, I think that is he was done well.
0: Okay, cool. Um... Cool. I guess my rating, uh, oh man, like I I think this would be like an 8 or a 7.5 if it wasn't for that twist and honestly like for me I just felt the first issue was a lot stronger than everything mm. else and as Tyler said the first issue really was about the concept of what if Superman landed in Russia and then after mm. that it kind of became... A Superman story if he was dictator yeah,
2: yeah. Which is also
0: good but mm. you know um, so I'm gonna give it uh, yeah I'll, I'll give it a 7.5 because it is mm. good and uh, props to Mark Miller because I think this is probably his best work that I've read in terms of writing okay. and uh, like I think he he does. He has good display here. He has an under. He def, has a definite understanding of the Superman mythos. Mm-hmm. I can say that much. Um, obviously, like his, he was as like inspiration. as inspirations as like Kirk Swan, Elliot S. Magan, Carrie Bates, all like Bronze Age heavy hitters. Um, so you know, I'll give it seven point five because uh, the issue two and three were good. If not exactly Superman in Russia, it just became a Superman story as opposed mm-hmm. to that concept, which is not bad. I'm just saying, like, it mm-hmm. changed. Uh, but, like, the ending lets it down. And a couple of other things annoyed me, like, Lex just being kind of invincible annoyed me yeah. a bit. Yeah. And, like, I yeah. love my Lex, and I love my Lex being super smart. But sometimes I just felt like it was a bit too much. It was like, I get it, he's smart, yeah. you know? Um, so that that that's my rating. Uh, it's good. In fact, it's pretty great, and I'd recommend it to Superman fans. Uh, obviously, I don't need to recommend it to other people because other people read it. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I guess I guess our ne- next time we're we'll talking about this will be over on Krypton Report when the animated movie drops in March. Yeah, uh,
1: I guess it will.
0: Yeah. So, thanks very much for coming on. Guys. Yeah. Thanks.
3: Oh, no problem. That's fun.
0: Especially with the really short notice that this ends up happening with.
3: <laughs> Jeez, you you know, up? honestly, as much as it's crazy for me to, like, wake up sometimes, like, early, um, like, just in the early, like, this works because, like, right now my daughter is just now starting to wake up. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah! I can do this! Um,
4: <laughs> yeah. I don't that's have some,
3: to worry about anything, so... Some real good chats as well.
0: Uh, about Superman, which is always a nice way to start your day and end your night, I think. It
1: is. Um,
0: it is. Yeah.
3: Which is ironic because that's how I ended my night last night. James and I recorded. Oh, okay. a New episode that will yeah. uh, that will be up tomorrow about news, and then we started this morning together doing this. So yeah.
0: Oh uh, yeah, guys, make sure you do check out Krypton Report. I'll put it in the show notes again. Uh, hopefully you've been there before, but if you haven't, I'll put it in the show notes and you guys can go check them out. If you want your Arrowverse coverage and uh, all sorts of Superman stuff, like new adaptations and stuff like that, uh, everything new that's Kryptonian, as you guys said, uh, go check them out. They're good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they don't bicker as much as Ray and I, as well. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, we yeah we are pretty yeah we're we're pretty similar
4: in personalities. Uh, yeah it seems.
3: We're, ju- we're just <laughs> enough different to have discussions, but just enough the same to not spend three hours fighting.
0: <laughs> well, I've only done that once, so it's yeah. Um, yeah. all good. Yeah. Alright, uh, so thanks again, guys, and next time we yeah. will be covering uh, Mr. Phil Perich's request of uh, two issues from the 90s, I believe, of Superman and The Flash, specifically Ooh, Wally West. So... It's, bang. it's a great one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really? There you go, Phil. We told you we'd get to it eventually. Um, <laughs> so we're, we're finally here. Um, so, yeah. Uh, until next time, guys. Uh, don't, you know, let... Just don't remember that line, the road to hell's is paved with good intentions. Exactly. Don't trust, like, either gingers or poor people. Or people named Piotr. Yeah, especially both, actually. All right. Um, see you Good job. Bye. Bye. Superman and all other characters in these comics are properties of DC. Any images or music we use are properties of their respective copyright holders. We are doing this for fun and not making money off it, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at lskpodcast at gmail.com and find us on our libson. lskpodcast.libson.com, at Twitter at LSK Podcast, our Facebook page, Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. And last but not least, thank you everyone for listening.